Sign up for the newsletter so you never miss an update. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning in to the Expansion Pack. My name's Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, Terry. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about this uh, this first episode. Terry, you want to say hello? Hello, everyone. How's everybody doing today? Terry and I are huge collectors, and we've been collecting uh, video games, specifically retro video games, for going on... Oh, gosh, I'm trying to think how, how many years it is now, Terry. Is it... Uh, Gosh, uh, yeah, it's probably been about seven, eight years together. Yeah, and we were uh, game hunting out in Montana for a really long time together, and we have a bunch of great stories for you. I figured um, it was a good idea to record some of those stories and put them down on on tape, on tape, like anybody uses tape anymore to record them on a hard drive somewhere, (laughs) and upload them as a podcast. So, um, Terry, before we get going, can you tell us a little bit about what kind of collector you are, what kinds of things that you go after so that you can give the people an idea of where you're coming from? Um, all. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I dabble in quite a bit. All? Of Did you say all? <laughs> yeah, everything. I, uh, it, it feels like all. Uh, yeah. When I'm looking around my game room, that's what it definitely feels like. No, but I dabble in quite a bit of everything. Um, I, I kind of go back to the NES days. I'm not huge in the NES as much as I am the stuff that's more current probably because I was born around that time as an 86 baby. So, um, you know, stuff I remember more so from my childhood that had more nostalgia for me, stuff that I didn't have growing up and stuff that I got to barely try a little bit when I was growing up or got to play at a friend's house or, you know, things like that. And nowadays my collection's so big. It's just, it's bursting at the seams in my game room. And, uh, Oh, I wish I had your problems, Terry. I know first (laughs) world problems, right? It's, uh, it's a rough it's a rough go but you know what's one to do you know so So if you if you had to say you know what it is that you focus on i know you collect everything but if you're if you're like going for a a set or if you're really honing in on on something what what would you say it is you know for me i think the cream of the crop to me is my nintendo 64 collection uh, I really enjoyed my Nintendo 64. I remember getting that as a kid for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Tried to go for a complete set. I got so many of the heavy hitters. I got a lot of good Nintendo 64 stuff. So that's always fun to me. I also like survivor horror games a lot. Mm-hmm. So 
it sounds weird, but I, I really like horror scary games all over the place, especially PS2 made some really good ones and some of the newer ones nowadays, even even some of the old ones. Um, yeah, so it's just kind of fun to dabble around. I, I really like unique and different stuff. <laughs> yeah, kind, of, kind of off, yeah. off the wall stuff a little bit. Yeah, what about yourself, Ryan? Um, well, you know, you tell know. these guys, tell these listeners out there. I know, I know. I'm, I'm a, I'm primarily a Super Nintendo collector, which is kind of funny because growing up, you know, I was, uh, I played Genesis. I, I never owned a Super Nintendo growing up. I was a, a Genesis kid, and um, love the Genesis, still do. But um, at some point, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I think it was probably the cardboard boxes that got the the better of me. And I, I just started going after Super Nintendo stuff. <laughs> and at this point, I, I'm i also going for the set, although I don't need to tell you that's that's a hard set to complete, that Super Nintendo oh, set, because everything's expensive. Is it ever, man? Yeah, more <laughs> so now than ever. I can't, where, where collecting has gone and prices have gone and it's uh, it's up there nowadays. So it's yeah. Hard I, to find I, a deal. Yeah, especially on cardboard. I know, I know oh you think it's cardboard, so. So I'm about halfway there, a little bit more than halfway there. And like you, I have most of the heavy hitters already. Mo- most of them. There are still a couple out there that I'm still keeping an eye on. Um, and one, one big one that I still need. But for the Ooh. most part, I'm, 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 over the, I'm over the hump here. So um, oh, that's good, man. I know, I know. I'm, every day is a little bit closer. Uh, right now, I'm you know, focusing on manuals right because I have, I have a lot of boxes that don't have manuals in them so I've just been like buying manuals left and right trying to trying to get those before they all disappear on me but before <laughs> I get into that why don't you tell me Terry um, we're going to start our, our first little section here um, so basically dear listener here's here's what we're going to do today we're going to start our first section which is all about things that we've been finding recently then we're going to lead into our second section, which is um, we're going to talk about our most interesting game finds. The last section is Halloween theme. This was Terry's idea. Yeah, we uh, need a little spooky surprise, you know, a little trick or treat. <laughs> and this one's this one leans towards trick. Am I right, Terry? Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, we are going to talk about we're going to talk about um, our sketchiest game finds. So yeah. that's a little uh, a little teaser to wait wait until the end to see um, to see what the strangest sketchiest situations we find ourselves in. Spookiest and, uh, too. The spookiest the spookiest situations. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So Terry, why don't you um, why don't you get us off in the right direction here? What kind of things have you been buying lately, man? Like what have you been? I, we haven't talked about this too much, you know, recently, and and I feel like I'm a little bit out of touch with um the types of things that you're picking up what are you going after what are you buying these days yeah man so in the wasteland here in montana (laughs) (laughs) no i i live in a populated part of montana which you know to the rest of us isn't isn't much that's like that just means there's 10 people that live there too (laughs) yeah yeah more than 10 people i I think 10 is the defining number but um (laughs) no man uh i I do live in a college town so that kind of helps so I, I definitely look around and try to find what I can out there, just like any other game hunter, even if it's not stuff for my personal collection. Is it something that can get me some more trade bait, something I can flip to kind of get more money for other video games to kind of go after stuff that I'm more in search for? So it's kind of a I kind of dabble in it all, of course, out here mm. and try to find uh, the right things. And, you know, it gets tougher and tougher all the time. 
especially with the way that gaming is now and the market is. And um, yeah. so, you know, I've been sticking a lot to Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist for deals. Uh, those tend to offer the best results out here. You know, we don't have a big enough population to really use those apps like Let's Go to offer up and stuff like right. that. So I think Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace is probably my mainstays. I know garage sales are huge, but because of the way I work, uh, when I work, I, I can't get out to garage sales on Saturdays and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know some guys find some really good stuff that way. To start with, I think one of the better lots I found in the, in the last little while was I drove out to Helena, a couple hours away from where I'm at, to pick up a Sega Genesis and PlayStation. Mm. And, you know, I, I, there was a lot of good stuff in there, and it was totally worth the drive out there. The guy was really cool, picking it up from a meeting in, in the middle of a parking lot by a casino, of course. Uh, some of the better stuff in the lot was like Dragon Warrior 7. Oh. Uh, complete on PS1. That was a really good one. That's a great There's Another game. title that I, did, I don't know if I've ever seen this title. I've heard about it. It's not my style of game, but Ryan, this is probably more up your alley, is Breath of Fire 4. Oh, that's a great game. I love them. I mean, I I've never played the ones on PlayStation, but the ones on on Super Nintendo are awesome. Oh yeah, see, I didn't even know that because I, you know, the RPGs aren't always my kind of thing. So, um, let's see some of the cool Sega titles in there. A lot of stuff I had already had. Some extra stuff in there, like Thunder Force Three on Sega Genesis. I love finding Sega Genesis stuff. I don't know why. I know for you it's cardboard. For me, it's plastic, right? I, I like those hard shells, man. And uh, it's cool to be opening it up. And I, I think you find it more often than you do the Super Nintendo stuff because people don't throw it away as often. Uh, Power Monger was in there. There was oh, quite okay. a few copies of X-Men in there. Uh, just some good stuff. Um, yeah, sometimes I take some of the extra stuff I have and try to get gridded to east starland which is like an online online commerce site that you can trade stuff through so i i use utilize that a lot to find more retro stuff Mm. by trading other retro stuff um but that that and a bunch of you know just common wii games and stuff like that which are always good for trade bait once you've already collected the the bunch that you want so what about you man i'll tell you what man i have been finding the deals but just like (laughs) But just like everybody else, I have been forced online. And I mean, I do the garage sales uh, and, and I've had a little, a little bit of luck with that. A little bit. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not too much. It's been probably a year since I found anything really big through a garage sale, which actually I'm going to talk about a little bit later. But um, what have I been picking up lately? I've been picking up like weird stuff like um, not for resale. Ken Griffey Jr.'s winning run, you know, <laughs> or the, I'm really, I'm getting really into the four display only boxes that Nintendo re- released to retailers that never, never even hit store shelves because they're, they're not even constructed yet. Like, I love that stuff. I know. And that's a cool, that's a really cool niche you were telling me about. I, I know you brought it up to me a few times. I know you're really excited about that. So, oh man, it's so cool. Like these boxes, they're just pristine. You know, I, I picked up a copy of Kirby's Avalanche, Kirby's Dream Course. There's a Donkey Kong Country 2 box that I picked up. I'm trying to think what else. There's a, there were a couple yeah. of them. Obviously, the, the 
Ken Griffey Jr. winning run box. And I, I construct the boxes. Some people keep them flattened, you know, just never yeah. constructed. I'm not into that. I, I want to see it on the shelf. You know what I mean? I want to put games in it. So it simply, it looks cool, man. I, I can't blame so you there. Cool. Oh, and these boxes are pristine. And I think the four display only thing is such a, such a cool little niche. Uh, yeah, I, I really like it. I really like it a lot. So I've been picking up those, picking up some manuals, got a manual for um, Cybernator. Do you know that game on uh, Super Nintendo? No, I don't think so. It's a decent game. And it's an, a fairly expensive manual, at least as far as manuals go. I mean, I, I think it was like 20 bucks or something. But for a man, you know, manual, that's that's not nothing. Uh, and then I picked up uh, like a Flintstones manual. I picked up, oh, you know what I got? Um, Romance of the Three Kingdoms 2 boxed. I still need to find a manual for it, but I did get that boxed. Oh, um, yeah, nice, man, yeah. But all, I'll tell you what, man, all these, all these are uh, bought on Macari. You know, like I'm not going out and, <laughs> and game hunting like you are and being all cool and stuff. In my <laughs> in my part of the country, Facebook Marketplace is a dead end. You know, the, oh, no. the, the stuff that people put on there, it's all overpriced. So it's just hard to find a deal anymore. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I, I think of Facebook Marketplace like it's an online garage sale. Like I don't think about it as, an, as like a, a retail store. So I have a really hard time paying full-blown retail on Facebook marketplace. Yeah. I can't fault you there. Yeah. But Terry, there's still deals to be had out there, man. I mean, even though I've been forced online, I've still been finding the deals and um, I'll talk a little bit about a few of those a little, a little bit later once we get to our second segment, which is a good way to segue into it. This (laughs) segment we are calling most interesting finds. So Terry, why, why don't you, um, get us kicked off here. And um, we each have three most interesting finds, and there's there's usually a story that goes along with these, part of the reason why we chose them. Uh, Terry, do you want to start off and tell us what one of your most interesting finds is, and um, and how did you find it? This one is going to start off kind of easy. Uh, I found this one at a game store, a retro game store here in town. <laughs> but unfortunately, uh, you know, he, he changed over his business and went out of business, so we don't we don't have him here anymore, but... It was something I was eyeing in the shop for a little while. It was uh, the Resident Evil chainsaw controller for the, mm-hmm. for the Nintendo GameCube. And uh, the thing just looked so beautiful. It was beautiful. I, I'm a huge fan of survivor horror. I love Resident Evil. Is that the one that has like, it's actually in the shape of a chainsaw and has like blood on it and stuff like that? Yes, absolutely. They made one for PlayStation 2 and they made one for GameCube. Oh, really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, and I, I have the GameCube one. It's, yeah. it's yellow. It's got blood all over it. It's it's really cool looking, man. And, Did they make uh, different colors of that, or was it just was it always just yellow? I, I think all the GameCube ones were yellow, and I think all the PS2 ones were like a brownish reddish color. Oh, right on. Yeah. Well, I'm not 100 percent certain, but yeah, they, it, it's just a cool looking controller, man. When I first saw it, I was like, "What in the world is that?" Because I need to have that. Hmm. And uh, he he told he told me all about. It. I was like, man, I I gotta have that, man. I, you know, so I so sure enough, I went home after looking at this thing a couple times. And um, the next week, I, I came back in with uh, stuff I knew that he needed. Now, Nintendo sixty four controllers are hard to come by nowadays, especially the ones with the good thumbsticks and right. uh, at game stores. They sell out of those all the time, man. So I dug through. I had a bin 
full of Nintendo 64 controllers because I never got rid of them. I just, I, I like to hoard them. And uh, <laughs> I had so many of them, man. I was so thrilled to trade those into them. And I, I traded them in for good credit. And I think I used a little bit of existing credit and, and got that chainsaw controller from them. And it's beautiful. It's probably the most beautiful thing. It's one of the coolest and most interesting things in my collection for sure. I mean, it's really weird to play games with. Oh, like, really? Awkward? Yeah, like you would do really bad at playing like Mario Kart or Super Smash Bros. <laughs> you got used to it. Like it doesn't make sense when you're playing it, just how the buttons are kind of laid out on there. But nonetheless, it's really cool. And it's definitely a piece that, like, if you have your friends over to play Mario Kart or something, and you give them three controllers, and then you grab your chainsaw controller, people are like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, this guy's <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, exactly, man. So, um, yeah, man, I, I, I love that thing. That's probably one of the most interesting things in my collection. That I just love it, man. I, I, I've never seen one in the wild other than just at the game store. And uh, if I ever see another one, I'm getting another one, man. Which I have to cool. ask. How much would it run you to buy another one today versus how much were you able to get it for back in the day? Oh, man, it was so many years ago. I want to say it was probably over like 120 or something like that. That is kind of the value that he assessed for it at at that time. Uh, Nowadays, let's take a look here real quick. That same chainsaw controller. Oh, boy. All right. While you're looking that up, can I can I guess? Yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, we're 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 in pandemic prices right now. I have to think it's at least double. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm gonna say two two forty. That that's pretty much spot on, man. It 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 says price charting puts it at two fifty seven. Okay, but yeah, man, it's crazy to imagine how much something like that's gone up in price. I mean, granted, it's been a few years since I grabbed it, but uh. It's neat, man. I, I I think that's probably one thing I probably don't I probably won't ever get rid of in my collection. That's cool, man. It's just a neat piece, man. I I, I remember it. seeing that in the game store. It, it was there for a while, you know. I would go in yeah. there too, and and look at it and be like, wow, that's really cool. Um, and I I just I never I never moved on it, you know. I, I wasn't really into GameCube at that time too. Like I. I was focused on um, on other things. That's cool, man. That I, you had the foresight to go after it. I mean, clearly you made a good buy there, and like you said, like you oh, yeah. enjoy it, you know. Well, especially if you could just do it for some extra controllers you got lying around. Like, yeah, I know Nintendo sixty four controllers are hard to find, but at the same time, it was worth it for me. It was definitely worth it for him, man. He made back probably twice his money by selling those controllers. I bet he sold them pretty quick. Yeah. So. Yeah. I know he was always a big fan of fighting Nintendo 64 controllers. So. Well, especially back then, because now you have so many good options for 64 controllers and finding, um, you know, third party replacement thumbsticks is not hard and they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but back then it was, it was OEM or, or nothing for the most part. So. Yeah, man, that's true. Yeah. Definitely an unusual piece. And, and one of the prize pieces of my collection that I, I just, I just love it, dude. It's just, it's sweet. So that's awesome. Yeah. What about you, man? So I, um, I'm going to cheat a little, I'm going to cheat a little, just a little bit, just a little bit. Typical Ryan. Typical Ryan. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so I'm going to say two things, but they're related. So when I was living in out in Montana and by the way, listeners living in Montana, 
back in the day, game hunting in the, the early 2010s, it was a great place to be for game hunting. Terry and I, we would find deals on Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace every week. I mean, every you, you could not look on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist and not find something that was every, that was worth a trip. Every day we were just one up in each other. It was like a it was like a highlight reel. Right, right. No, and and your I, I remember your deal was Facebook Marketplace because Ter- Terry always knows where where the market's going. I was uh, I was pretty I went pretty hard after Facebook Marketplace. Uh, I I was probably yeah I want to say I was one of the few people that really looked at Facebook Marketplace. You were in, in our in our area, yeah. And I remember you kept telling me like, "Hey man, I'm getting all these great deals on Facebook Mar- Marketplace. You got to get on it. You got to get on it." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." And I was still doing the <laughs> the Craigslist thing. You know, I was really yeah. dedicated to Craigslist just looking up, looking up, you know, Craigslist stuff at work, trying to stay on top of it. I didn't have a smartphone. So I was, every time I had access to a computer, I would just jump on Craigslist and see what was going on. And one day I jumped on and I saw, um, I saw an ad for an arcade machine and it had a picture and uh, the arcade was Akari Warriors. Now the picture was kind of a weird picture. Imagine, (laughs) um, Imagine taking an Akari Warriors machine and putting out in, in the middle of a farm field and there's nothing else around it. There's like car, there's like cows and stuff behind it. And then there's just yeah. this arcade machine. So this dude clearly pulled it out of some barn or, or storage unit or whatever, took a picture of it. And, um, and underneath it, it said, uh, not working. And I thought, hmm, okay. Mm. But the dude was asking $30. And so I said to myself, I, I, I kind of fancy myself, you know, like a recreational electrician <laughs> or, yeah. or solderer. I'm not, I'm not a professional, <laughs> but, I, but I do like it as a hobby. I do like trying to bring electronics back to life. Um, and I can, you know, I can work a multimeter and a soldering iron. So I thought to myself, well, let me go check it out. So I, so I go out there. Was, I remember it was about an hour away. So I had to drive for it too. Yeah. And I got to the dude's house and Sure enough, it's a farm. I mean, it's like a working farm. I think it was um, half of a half a dairy farm, or maybe it was a uh, maybe it wasn't dairy. Maybe it was um, meat farm or whatever. Um, and and then they also had some standing corn or something or some some kind of agriculture. And I get to the arcade machine, and and he says, "Yeah, I can hear it playing, but the screen doesn't come on." And I said, oh, okay. And, and I, I immediately knew what that meant. So like, here's the thing about arcade machines. If you can hear the music playing and the game is playing, an arcade machine is basically divided up into two sections. There's the monitor, and that's like a whole unit all on its own. And right. then there's the game. And the game can be working, but the monitor is non-working or vice versa. Sometimes the monitor is working, but the game isn't working. So I knew... That if you could hear the game playing, it's called playing blind. If the game is playing blind, the game probably works. So I thought, well, shoot, I'll just try to repair the monitor. If I can't repair the monitor, I'll um, I'll throw a new one in there. So I take the arcade home, manage to get it back in, in the back of a Ford Taurus hatchback, believe it or not. It fit in <laughs> Ford Taurus hatchback. My wife and I, we go, we get it back home, and the, the coin return is jammed. And the coin return 
lock, like the area that where they store coins, um, had a lock on it and the guy didn't have the key for it. So I get my drill out, I drill out the lock and I open up the lock and I pull out the coin drawer and there's $110 in quarters in, in the actual coin return. Well, I paid $30 that's... for this arcade machine. So what did I do? I took that money and I bought a new monitor and I basically got a working Akari Warriors machine for free, which was great. It was like one of the strangest finds, you know? You got to love Montana for that, man. Montana's great. And I felt bad for the guy because I thought to myself, like, uh, you know, I I feel bad about that kind of stuff, you know, because he he should know that there's money in there, you know? And so I went back on Craigslist and I was going to try to contact the guy again, because this is back when people didn't give out phone numbers on Craigslist. You emailed people. Um, and I went back and he had taken the ad down, but I was able to go to my inbox and I sent him an email again and he never responded to me. So I thought, well, I don't really remember where he lives and I'm not going to drive an hour to get there anyway. So unless I know that he's there, so I said, well, I guess, I guess I'll just take the money. Is that bad? Is that bad? What a a gentleman. You're so noble. Uh, I don't think that's bad at all, man. I, I, you know, the guy probably just wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, I I think that's really noble of you. I don't know that I would do that, honestly, but. <laughs> oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. <laughs> being sarcastic about what? About being noble. No, no, I think that is really noble of you to actually try to get back in touch with the guy. I mean, the guy probably didn't care, man. He probably he probably just put 30 bucks on it so he didn't get the weirdos of Craigslist coming after him. Oh, that's him. true, isn't it? Yeah, so I mean, that that's great, though, man. You, you can't beat that. A find within a find. I know. I know it. I was going to tell another story about how I acquired uh, my Dr. Mario arcade machine, but I think I've gone on too long. Let's kick it back to you. (laughs) And I want you to tell me your second most interesting find. Well, I'm going to go off the books here. I'm going to, I'm going to take that and segue into from a find within a find to another find within a find. So uh, if I remember right, you found one at a, a thrift store and it was a, it was a home arcade machine meaning that it's a little bit different. It doesn't just play one game. It, it's one of those ones where you can hook up all the diff- all sorts of different systems to it. And it yeah. looks just like a real arcade machine. And it is, but it's, it's hooked up with different systems underneath, which is really so, cool. So like what, what kind of systems hooked up to it again? I can't. Remember. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, at the time you only had one of the systems hooked up to it. And I think it was like a, a GameCube, but you can hook up a GameCube to it. So you can actually hook up a Wii to it. You can hook up an Xbox, a PS2. Oh, gosh, I can't remember what else. The Wii is kind of weird because some of the stuff you need motion controls, which is a little bit different. So you don't really play the Wii on there too much. But yeah, you can hook up all that stuff to it. Now, you ended up finding this, and I was just like, I thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen, man. I was like, what? That is so cool that I can have an arcade machine that plays all these different things on like a real, oh, wow has like a subwoofer in the bottom of it man like you could turn the volume up it could blow the lid off your house man i mean it's it was wild and i was i was so jealous i was like man that is so cool and you were like you know man i have some other arcade machines right now i don't know that i'm gonna do i don't know what i'm gonna do with this and i was like uh opportunity uh i'll take that off of your hands for you (laughs) i think this was (laughs) this was at, at the time that like um Gosh, I can't remember. I think PS4 had recently come out. Yep. PlayStation 4 had recently come out. And uh, 
sure enough, I, I, I think we, we settled on a trade. And I think I traded you a PlayStation Vita and a PlayStation 4 and some games for it, which you yeah. were thrilled about because you didn't have to go and find all that. And I was thrilled about it because I didn't just spend $1,000 on this thing. And I, I got that from you. And it, it, it was it was just the coolest thing, man. And so I remember getting this thing and trying to set it all up and looking at all the different ports and stuff and noticing that it was missing pieces. It was missing uh, proprietary cords that were actually only made for that system. So like the people that made this arcade machine made it to go into homes where either rich people had it or whatever, but they made proprietary cords for the controllers hook up to the systems. And when I got it from you, it only had one or two of those cords, but you need them for all the different systems. So uh, long story short, man, I I searched and searched the internet and this place went out of business a while ago. And uh, I started Facebooking the the people whose names who used to own the business. Like I was desperate, man, (laughs) because there was no way to find these cords. Like you couldn't find them on eBay or not. Like, how do you find something that doesn't exist, right? So eventually I did that. And eventually like six or seven months later, I get a message back. Oh yeah. Hey, sorry. Yeah. We quit making machines a long time ago, but I happen to have some of those cords still. And I'm like, you found the dude. Yeah. I I think it was a lady that I was talking to because it was like a couple or I, I can't remember exactly. But they messaged me back and said, yeah, I can get you those cords. I was like, are you for real? Like, are you kidding me? And she's, I was like, how how much can I? She's like, it's going to be like $10 a cord. Is that going to be okay? I was like, please, yeah. I'll, sign me up. I'll spend 100 bucks on cords. I don't care. Like, that's awesome that I could even find this. So I was, I was thrilled, and I bought all the cords I could for it. Yeah. And set it all up with different – yeah, it was my favorite find ever. And I remember getting it home, too. And the best part about it was I got it from you, right? Yep. Even better find, right? And um, so I start hooking it up and messing around with it. I unscrew the back to start connecting things, and um, a disc falls out of the arcade machine. And I'm like, "What? There's no system in here. How does a disc? Like, where did this disc come from? It's Zelda Four Swords on GameCube. Just a loose disc <laughs> copy got jammed up in there somewhere. I don't think it was from you. I think it was from whoever owned it. Yeah, or they sold it to the thrift store, gave it to the thrift store, whatever. And uh a find within a find, man. And I, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I totally had to, you know, tell you all about it. You know, like, hey, man, guess what I found inside? Of the yeah. No, I think really- that's not how that conversation went. Because I remember you were real <laughs> nice about it. And you were like, hey, man, I found this disc. Do you want it? And I'm like, it's your arcade machine now, man. That's all yours. I know. I'm a noble guy, too, right? You are a noble guy. You're <laughs> nice. I am. But yeah, I mean, that arcade machine's still in my room, still in the house. I show little kids that when they come over, like, you know, like my nieces and nephews and stuff like that. And it, it's just, it's the coolest thing, man. I, I love that thing. So, and, and when you're talking about these cords, you're yeah. not talking about the AV cords. You're talking about the cords that hook up to the controls so Correct. that you can actually play with the arcade controls on these different systems. That's right. And they had to be proprietary because they had to connect to each controller port mm. on that specific system. So it had to be Xbox controller port to what looks like DVI or something like that, which you can't find. Like it was proprietary cord is what the person told me, which is why I could never find anything about it. That's you so couldn't cool. find them on eBay. Couldn't find them anywhere. So I was thrilled when that person got, I, I wish I could pull up the message. I wish I could remember all that, but man, I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I was ready to pay whatever they wanted for those cords just because I thought it was so neat. And uh, 
you know, and I kind of cheat a little bit. I, I instead of hooking, like I have a Wii in there, but the Wii is just a hacked Wii. Yeah. With emulators on it, and that, that works because it covers all the bases. If I want to play like Nintendo games or Super Nintendo games, you can play that on there. So mm, that's awesome. Kind of a little workaround, but yeah, it's a it's a neat system, and, and and I love that thing. So yeah, so it's called the Arcade Station actually, and uh, I think it was made by something called Quasimodo. So I don't know what that is, but uh, it was the coolest thing I ever found, man. Uh, uh, I didn't even find it. You found it. Like I said, a find within a find, man. So uh, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, man. Tell us some more about some more interesting stuff you had found, man. Okay. So this find happened a year ago before the pandemic when people were still going to garage sales on a regular basis. And around here, I live in Minnesota. Uh, But around here, we have something called the 100-mile garage sale. The 100-mile garage sale is basically a garage sale that goes up a highway, and it is quite literally 100 miles of garage sales that lead all the way up to the Twin Cities. So people will set up along the road. Um, There's lots of houses along this highway, too. Basically, you start in the morning on a Thursday And you can drive all day long and hit garage sale after garage sale after garage sale. And you'll never run out of garage sales to go to. (laughs) And it's impossible. It's impossible to to hit all of them. So my wife and I, we do this every year. We always end up buying some like crazy stuff. Like one year we ended up buying two motorcycles at the 100 mile garage sale. Uh, We both um, ride motorcycles. We ended up buying two motorcycles at, at the garage. I didn't even know that, man. Oh, really? Yeah, you yeah, knew that. That's, cool. that's awesome. Yeah, we bought two motorcycles one year. Um, I bought a big Laserdisc collection one year. Well, anyway, two years ago, so this is the last the last time I went to the 100-mile garage sale, we were driving up toward the Twin Cities, and it had been an okay day. We, we had bought a few things, but honestly, it was the first day of the sale, and we had expected to find more because we've always had really good luck. It's probably three o'clock in the afternoon. And, and if, if any of you have ever done garage sailing, that's, there's, there's nothing left at that point. I mean, there's, things have been so picked over by people that you're, you're really not doing it. You're doing it because you're still having fun, but not because you necessarily expect to find anything. And that's kind of where we were at. And so anyway, we ended up stopping at one of these garage sales. Uh, we get out and we're kind of looking around and I, I just happened to mention, you know, I always ask whenever I go to garage sale, hey, do you have any video games? And the stock response every single time I ask that question is no. Yeah. Um, and then I always follow it up with, you know, um, do you have any Nintendo games, PlayStation games, Sega games, things like that, Atari? I mean, I just kind of like throw out these buzzwords because a lot of times, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times people have said no. And then as soon as I start listing off, you know, video game producer names or, or, or um, you know, especially Nintendo, people are like, oh yeah, I have a lot of that stuff, you know? So anyway, <laughs> so I always do that. And, um, and she said, video games? Yeah, um, I think I have one over there. And Terry, I don't need to tell you, anytime somebody says that they have one video game, one video game. Yeah, you're like, great. What video game is that usually? It's always like NCAA basketball 2001 <laughs> on PlayStation 1, right? Or something yeah, like Yeah, totally. NBA Live 97. Garbage. Totally. <laughs> you know? yeah. But I'm there. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. My expectations are pretty low. And I said, All right, well, let me just um, yeah, I'll take a look. And so 
I go over to where she's pointing and I see, I see a thick PlayStation case. Hmm. And then I see the words Final Fantasy on that case. And I'm like, cool. There's only <laughs> a couple games called Final Fantasy that were released on PS1. Final right. Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. They're all pretty good games. I'm a big fan of 7 and 9. And um, so I get a little bit closer. And it's a black label version of Final Fantasy 7. And I'm like, cool, you know? So yeah. I pick it up and I'm looking at it and then it it dawns on me. I, I had it in my hand for, for probably about a minute before I realized that this wasn't just a copy of Final Fantasy VII black label version. It was sealed. It had yeah. never been opened. And so I start just like shaking. You know what I mean? <laughs> and And I'm just like, what do I do? You know, so I, I turned to I turned to my wife and I just say to her, I'm like, this this is sealed. You know, I'm like trying to like play it cool. <laughs> Hide your and excitement a little bit, yeah. Like three o'clock in the afternoon, I just found a sealed Final Fantasy Seven. And I turn this sucker over, it gets even better than that. It's the floating eye misprint of fa- Final Fantasy Seven. So for, for those of you who don't know, there's a bunch of different iterations of Final Fantasy Seven. And one of the harder variants to find is if you turn Final Fantasy over, it's a, if it's a black label version, there, the word masterpiece was misspelled originally on the back of, um, of this release. And so what they did to correct for the problem is they just printed an I over top the, the name masterpiece because the I was missing. They just printed an I over it. That's something I would do, man. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like it's like when you're in grade school and you're changing like an F to an A. You yeah. know? They just they just like stamped an I over the top of it. And it looks terrible. You know what I mean? But but it's slightly over it and it's called the floating eye misprint. And I'm just like, oh my goodness i just found a floating eye sealed misprint of final fantasy 7 and i'm like thinking how how, like what to do you know what i mean because the person who put this out there like look when it comes to garage sales i try to be pretty ethical my rule is if the person is of an age where they can look stuff up, up on the internet and know how to check for value it's fair game you know what i mean so this person was um you know probably in their early to mid 40s i would say they had it marked at 25 dollars, and so i brought it over and i said hey i will buy this for 25 dollars." and there was a sticker on it and i was just like thinking to myself like i gotta get the sticker off here um (laughs) and and she says oh okay yeah and I, I wanted to stick around because I bought the game. And then I said to her, where did you get this from? I, I was sure to buy the game first, by the way, before I started asking questions. Yeah, uh, yeah. always, always. Get that get that taken care of. I said, where, where did you get this? Like, it's so strange that you have this sealed Final Fantasy VII, like, and it's just one game. And she says, oh, you know where I got that? I won that on the radio. And <laughs> I said, what? She said, yeah, there was some sort of like, radio contest and um and i called in and i answered some question right and this was the prize and i just i didn't have a playstation so i brought it home and i just i picked it up from the radio station i brought it home and it's just been sitting on the shelf ever since what what are the odds man what are the odds odds? 
what are the odds? So that particular game is currently with a lot of games right now, as are some of your games too, right, Terry? Yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple things there that I uh, wanted to see what would happen. I, you know, I've never done anything like that, so yeah, this is we, my, uh, getting feet wet moment. So same with me too. I'd never done it either, and of course, after you and I send. Um, our games off to WADA, all that news started coming out about WADA and Heritage and stuff like that. And so it's just yeah. kind of like, oh man. But yeah, so I'm still I'm still right. waiting to to hear what's going on with that grade. I don't know what it's gonna grade at. It's not in it's it's not in perfect condition by any means, but you know, a sealed copy of of Final Fantasy seven I mean you just don't run into that stuff, you know? Oh man, that's yeah, that's so wild. That that's such a random thing to just have one Thing left of at a garage sale and to win it on the radio of all things you know <laughs> yeah so what about you what's um interesting find number three for terry i have a lot of weird stuff in my collection because i like the weird stuff uh but one okay so <laughs> let, let me start this way this one was one i found online so i i follow all these different apps and they're deal apps because i'm a dad and i'm cheap about some things you know like some things you just want to find at a better price and so i'm part of this deal app called slick deals and uh, slick deals gives you you can type in whatever you want you can say you're looking for a bed it will bring up all these cool deals on beds all over the internet and basically compiles them all and it just requires all these millions of users to just plug in these different things that they find which is oh. it's great it saves me a lot of money uh it helps when i'm looking for something very specific so anyway with that slick deals you can also set up keyword alerts so of course when i first set that up you know the first thing i did is what we all do we set up keyword alerts gamecube nintendo sega right uh, everything which is weird because like it it looks through stuff that are deals on the internet nowadays so a lot of the times it's newer video games and stuff. So you don't hardly ever see anything that pops up for GameCube or Sega or, you know, things like that. So one day I'm um, checking my phone and I get a notification. It's it's for GameCube. And this is oh. like pre before they started making like these GameCube controllers for the Switch and all that kind of stuff. So there's nothing that was made for GameCube for a while before that since GameCube. So I thought it was weird. And I was like, OK, cool. I got to I got to scope this one out. So I check it out, and it's this weird site online. I don't, I've never even heard of it before. So totally sketched out right off the bat. <laughs> and it is a, a GameCube Dolphin dev kit, which is what they used to um, they used to use these to make games for the GameCube. Can you explain a little bit about what the Dolphin thing part is? Like, why does it say Dolphin on it? Dolphin, I think, was like their code name for GameCube, if I... If I... Uh, I think that's right. I think that's yeah, right. I, I think that's right, too. I'm, I'm not. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, uh, I think that was kind of their code name before they actually put the GameCube out. And I think that's what they, they had different dev kits is what I ended up finding out at some point. Um, but the one I got has a dolphin. It's funny because it says Nintendo and it has like a symbol of like a dolphin in the corner of it. So I thought it was really interesting. And it has GameCube ports on it. The best part is like when they made these games, they developed them on cartridges so it has like a slot where you would slide in these cartridges now it didn't have everything with it it was just the power cord and the thing now i've never tried to get this to work because i'm not tech savvy enough it was more of just something like this is really weird but i'm gonna buy it i don't know why i'm just gonna buy it it was 99 bucks and they were trying to get rid of them and apparently if i remember reading it right 
these ones were at once owned by Acclaim. Acclaim used to make a lot of different games. Uh, I, I remember them making a lot of different sports games as well. So who knows what games were developed on this specific one that I have, but um, I thought that was really, really neat. And so sure enough, I ordered it and I just, I was like, oh, well, I spent a hundred dollars on worse. So, <laughs> so anyway, cross your fingers. Yeah. I'm like, there's no chance this works. Uh, I'll, you know, cause some of those deals on there are glitch deals and they're weird things. And eventually stuff gets canceled when you buy stuff at a good deal sometimes. And, you know, so what's too good to be true usually is, but I actually, uh, I actually remember you calling me when you bought this. Cause you were like, yeah. Hey Ryan, do you want to buy a GameCube dev kit from a <laughs> sketchy website? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, like, I, I think no. I was trying to, I was, cause I was like, I was like, should I get more? Like maybe, maybe just, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to get one and hope for the best. Maybe I'll tell Ryan to get one, you know, um, you know, like we, we help each other out and try to find stuff that we both think is interesting. And so I, I thought 100% Terry's losing his money. That's, that's all that I thought was like, that's, that's what Terry thought. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, I, I, I was like, you know, I've gambled a hundred dollars on worse. So anyway, I buy it and um, I'm like, okay, I'll probably never see this thing. So I, I think like a couple of weeks goes by. Boom. There's a heavy package at my doorstep. I open it up. There it is, man. So freaking cool. And I was like, that is so cool. And like, I've never heard of this website. I couldn't even tell you what the website was. I could probably go back through slick deals and find it in my alerts and stuff like that. Uh, take some time, but um, it turned out to be one of the coolest things I've ever found. It, it's super interesting. It's not something you'll probably ever see out in the wild anywhere. No, like you go up no. to like a garage sale and find one. Like it's usually somebody that used to be like a game developer, maybe if you're lucky, or their great uncle was, or something like that. Right? It's a really cool piece, and and I'm thrilled to have it. It's something that you'll never see again. I I've showed other like big time collectors it, and they're like, "Oh my god, man, how did you find one of those?" So I was like, "Some sketchy website from a deal site," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> can I tell? Can I tell oh. the listeners though? This happens to Terry all the time. He makes the weirdest, sketchiest deals, and they always work out for him. If I ever do anything like that, it always blows up in my face. I don't know how you have this kind of luck. It's not fair, Terry. Hey, man, to take the chances, you got to wear the pants. Isn't that the saying? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I just made that one up off the top of my dome. But yeah, man, no, sometimes you, you find the most, you find the weirdest things in the weirdest places. So, uh, that's uh, so cool. and I'm I very one jealous. To give you that, that's what I would, that's what I do. And most of the time it's wrong and it's not going to work. <laughs> so you're you, you, you got to get so not true. There's you, some you, luck involved. Yeah. But you're, you're, you're luckier than most people. Oh, get out of here, man. <laughs> Just being honest. And I say that purely from a point of jealousy. This is our oh. this is our goals, though. Whenever I get a good deal on something, the first thing that I say to my wife is, "Oh, Terry's going to be so jealous." Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I don't even know if I collect video games anymore or if I just collect trophies to hold over your head. <laughs> like I feel like that's like that's got to be like sixty five percent of it, if mathematically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sixty five is about right for me too. <laughs> I'm not a game collector. I'm a I'm a jealousy collector. Yeah, man. I'm just here to to screw up your life, Ryan. Like, yeah, make it as jealous as I can. Yeah. 
Yeah, I you're doing a good job. You're you're winning. Oh, get out of here, man. <laughs> you got some great stuff too, man. What about That's you, awesome man? Story. Thank you, thank you. Tell me about the most interesting find number three. So I'm I'm actually I'm gonna pull a 180 here because I was gonna talk about how I found my zombies ate my neighbor's variant box which is probably the most interesting thing in my collection but i'm pulling a 180 i'm not going to tell that story terry because once i started talking about garage sales it made me think of another another yeah. five you know what man we got to save it for another podcast I'll you know like, we got to get people to turn tune into episode two and three to hear the zombies ate my neighbor variant box story totally. hey tune in for that but I, the one- i've said too much already <laughs> <laughs> The um the last find that comes to mind for me. So again, my wife and I were garage sailing, and we like to hit the the big all city garage sales. This this is a theme you'll notice. Like we we don't generally go out you know on a weekly basis to garage sales, but we will hit towns if the whole town is having like a citywide garage sale or the the hundred mile garage sale, whatever. Anyway, there was a town near us that's actually over in Wisconsin that um was having an all city garage sale, so we went. And we're, we're actually doing pretty well this day. I think I found a Sega Genesis. I think I found an original Xbox with some games. Um, oh, I found a, um, a Smoke N64, which did I, did I trade that to you, Terry? I can't remember. You might have, man. I, I, I have the system, and I think at one point I probably needed a controller for it. That's probably about right. Something. But I found a bunch of stuff. And then, um, and it was, again, toward the end of the day, and we pull up to this house that has this massive 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 um weeping willow in the front yard (laughs) and i love weeping willows i love weeping willows like they're my favorite tree i think they're they're gorgeous i said let's stop at this garage sale and she was all about it too because there's all this furniture um outside and and she she loves um buying furniture and never doing anything with it so um (laughs) so so we get out and um and we're looking at the furniture and I just thought to myself, what do I have to lose? Like there was no, there were no electronics or anything out. There were no, there was nothing that said that this house would have games, nothing. But I thought, well, I've been asking people all day, what's the harm? So I went up to the people running the sale. Again, it's a lady who is probably, she was about my age, maybe a little bit older. And I said, Hey, do you, do you have any video games? And she said, uh, yeah, I think so. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm just kind of curious what you have, Sega, Nintendo, Atari, any of that stuff, really interested in just any video games you have. And she said, yeah, um, hold on, let me, um, I'll be right back. And I said, oh, okay. And she was like really interested for some reason. So we're waiting around and waiting around and she's gone for a while, man. Like I'm talking, we were standing there for probably 15 minutes and I started thinking to myself, like, is this person coming back? So finally. She shows up and she has help because they are unloading two totes full of video games. Totes, plural. Totes of video games. Two (laughs) totes of video games. And I look at it and then I look at my wife and she sees exactly what I see. And 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 my wife, she she's knowledgeable enough about video games to know the real heavy hitters for Super Nintendo, okay? Because I talk about them. And right. she's looking, she's looking at one of the totes. It is filled to the brim, 
filled to the brim with Super Nintendo games. It was like a collector's dream. And sitting right on top, copy of Earthbound. Just sitting right up on there. Now, this is when Earthbound was about, I would say, $180. I know it's gone way up since then, especially in the pandemic and everything. But yeah. um, but there were a lot of other good games in there, too. I mean, I think there was a copy of Breath of Fire. There was a lot of the you know games that you would want to see in there. Maximum Carnage, um, Mario World, Star Fox. You know, just a lot of the good, solid titles. There was a lot of weird stuff in there, too, and a lot of, like, racing games but it had enough in there where you know i'm i'm looking at it and i'm thinking to myself i don't know what they're asking but i knew that whatever it was that they were going to ask for this stuff i i just had to i just had to get it you know you it's have cool. it, man. yeah so had to go for it. Have it yeah and then the other the other tote was a bunch of um playstation one there were there was some original nes in there too it was playstation one and sega genesis in the other one and so, um, but I'm looking at the Super Nintendo games. Like I said, like I'm a Super Nintendo collector. That's what I'm, that's what I go for. And it's really hard for me to find games that I don't already have now, because after you've been collecting for Super Nintendo for long enough and true for any system, you just start to see the same things over and over and over again. I'm missing half of the library or a little less than half of the library, but I still <laughs> always run into the same games over and over again. And I'm looking at this tote and I'm thinking to myself, like, there's a lot in there that I don't have. And so I said to the, the lady, she's really nice, really talkative. And I said, well, how much are you looking to, to get out of this? And she said, um, I don't know, um, 400 bucks, which again, Terry, yeah. two totes packed to the brim, overflowing with Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and PlayStation 1, and sitting right on top as a copy of Earthbound. I know that's 160 bucks right there in term and I didn't and and I um I didn't have it yet. And so I thought, well, I think it's worth it. I didn't know what else was in there. I honestly didn't. I, I mean I, I was looking through a couple of things, but I didn't want to wait around too long because something like that starts to draw attention. So I said, Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And we only had 200 bucks on us because you know, we, we I mean your garage sailing, right? You don't carry a ton of cash with you in your garage sailing. Right. You don't expect to run yeah, into that. I leave stuff. the gangster all at home. Yeah, totally, man. Exactly. <laughs> so I said, I said to uh, my wife, I said, Hey, can you run to the bank real quick? I'll stay here with this stuff and take on another 200 bucks. And she said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be right back. So she runs to the, to the bank. Um, it's Sunday, but she's going through the, the ATM. What a, and, saint. Um, what a saint, man. I know. And, um, but I was thinking to myself, I'm looking around and I already see people around me looking at this stuff. We have a deal, but I've been in an, I've been in this situation enough times to know that a deal isn't done until it's cash in hand and that stuff is in your car. You know what I mean? So they get lids on that stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and people are vultures, you know what I mean? I can't oh. blame them because if I saw somebody about to buy an earthbound and two totes full of games i would be i would be hovering too don't get me wrong i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't try to like cut in on somebody's deal but i'd be real curious to know what kind of deal they're getting so i I turn to the lady and i say hey um here's two hundred dollars right now why don't you hold on to this and then when my wife gets back she'll give you the other two hundred dollars and she says oh okay 
And I, and I did that because I thought to myself, like, if she has that money in her hand, we're halfway there. <laughs> you know what I mean? She, she ain't changing her mind now. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And this guy who's literally wearing a Zelda shirt walks over <laughs> and says, what do you got there? And she, um, she turns to him and just shuts him down already sold. And he says, well, can I just take a look? And she says, Nope, it's already sold. <laughs> and so I was like, yes, it's already sold. Sorry, guy. <laughs> You know, I didn't say that. That's what I'm thinking, Terry. I'm a very nice person. I would never say that to somebody, but I was thinking it. It's always the guy in the Zelda oh, shirt, too. Oh, you got to look out for those Zelda shirt guys. Yeah, man. I mean, I have four or five. So. I, I have a few of them, too. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Sometimes I'm that guy. Yep. So anyway, much. so she comes back. My wife comes back from the bank, gives the lady the, the other $200. We very quickly put this stuff into the car. We get it home, and I start looking through it, and the deeper... I get into these totes. It's just gold. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there were so many 50, 60, 70, $80 games. I know there was like a rare, like Ren and Stimpy game in there that you don't see all the time. I'm trying to think of like what some of the <laughs> other um, heavy hitters were, but it was gold all the way to the bottom with a couple wow. of, you know, racing games and stuff. But for the most part, gold, gold, gold. And, and I just, I just couldn't believe it. And, and after we added everything up, it came out to between these two totes and listener, you got to believe me. I really didn't know. I mean, I knew that the, that the um, earthbound game that I was, I was probably at least going to break even. I knew that. You're not going to sit there and assess it all, man. Like, no, no, I'm not going to go to the drop sale. You just try to get the deal and, uh, hope for the best sometimes and she and she named her price and and i didn't try to haggle on that price i was like okay let's let's roll the dice yeah and the dice rolled in my favor after all said and done um it ended up being around eighteen hundred dollars worth of video games and that's probably the best deal i've ever gotten on on any fine and it was underneath my favorite tree man the weeping willow it was like it was meant to be (laughs) so that's so awesome, man. Yeah, you gotta love it. So now that we've um we've talked about our most interesting finds, let's move on to the last segment, which is this is what you've all been waiting for. I know it is our sketchiest finds. <laughs> so Terry, do you want to get us started in the right direction here and talk about your most sketchy find? When when have you felt like your life was most at risk? Oh man. All right, Ryan. This one. <sighs> There's quite a few of these, <laughs> but it's if nice I had a themed uh, segment, yes, yes. And, and this one um, is definitely that. So w- one time, many years ago, you and I come across this Craigslist listing. I don't remember who saw it first or whatever, but we both saw it. It's this guy with a collection, middle of Montana somewhere, with just a collection of video games that he collected over the years and wants to sell it for 800 bucks. Yep. And, um, we started looking through some of the pictures like this. This could be something. This could be something cool. And uh, I remember I was at work and you you contacted the guy somehow. I don't I, probably through email or whatever. And you said, OK, yeah, we're we're going to go. And uh, I remember you call me back like, hey, man, we're going to go after you get off of work. <laughs> OK, which we did often, you know. Yeah. But we're going there, out. You to- should mention we 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 would game hunt together a lot. 
you know. Well, all the time. We thought it was more fun that way. And we we kind of educated each other that way a little bit, too. Yeah. So in a way, it was beneficial for both of us. And like there was times where we stumble upon a, a bunch of great stuff and we would kind of divvy it up. And we've we found ways to make it fair, and we and we like that. We didn't mind that because it taught us both stuff. So, yeah. um, but anywho, long, um, getting back to the 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 story here, um, we we just picked up and went right after I got off of work. Ryan drove, and it, it's dark out. It's that time of year where it's just dark out in Montana after like six p.m. And I don't even know where the hell we're going. All I know is it's a few a couple hours away in Montana somewhere. I still to this day, Ryan. I have no idea what town you drove me to. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know either. I, I have no idea. And you yeah. drive anywhere for a couple of hours in Montana, and you are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you could be anywhere, man. Like, you, you, who knows where we were? And I remember getting there, and I don't even know how we found the place. It's so dark out. Get there, knock on the door. It's just a small little town. Who knows? There's probably ten people that live there or something. And uh, this guy answers, brings us in, and real nice guy. I think his wife was on the couch breastfeeding the baby or something like that. Is that about, does that sound about right, Ryan? Yep. Is, am I remembering this right? Okay. You are. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this or not, but when we walked inside the house, the house was like super dirty. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, the house was pretty dirty. I remember going through that stuff. And I remember we had to stop and wash our hands like several times because our hands would just turn like black with detritus, you know, just like this layer of like organic matter or something that was on everything. It was that house was gross, man. It was definitely filthy, man. And it doesn't help that I'm a germaphobe. About so I, I always stop and wash my hands many times anyway and this guy just had stuff all over the place and i remember him sh- showing us all the stuff and and you know he had more of the stuff like pictured in the pictures on the craigslist ad so it made it easy for us to say yeah let's split this collection together let's go in halfsies and see if we can make it worthwhile so we can both add a lot of cool stuff to our collection and also get some of our money back so that way it doesn't cost us so much and that's what we did. We ended up pulling out all sorts of stuff out of this collection. He had N64 games. He had Dreamcast stuff. He had PlayStation stuff. Just all sorts of stuff. It was a great little collection. I think the cream of the crop was the, we were both kind of eyeing it, was the complete in box Super Smash Bros. And we were both pretty excited about that. And me being a huge Nintendo 64 collector, and one of my favorite games being the original Super Smash Bros. on Nintendo 64, I spent a lot of my high school, college days playing playing Super Smash Bros. a lot. So, I, yeah, I was so thrilled to see it. So we, we bought all this stuff. We took it in the middle of the night. We, we get back to Ryan's house, and we just laid it all out on the floor. And we have like a draft where we're like picking teams. <laughs> But we pick different objects and we try to make the value about right at the end, you know? Do you, re- do you remember how, how we figured out who got to pick first? I, I don't. Did we flip a coin? Flip the coin, yeah. We did? Okay. I do think you remember we who won? I know that I won. Yeah, I know you did too. And I was pretty pumped about that because I said, <laughs> well, we know where Super Smash Bros. is going. <laughs> So from there, it's yeah, I was pretty thrilled about it and I was pretty happy. And you were too, because in the end, it was it was all worthwhile. And uh, yeah, we had a great time doing that. And it, it, it was just a sketchy find because it was so dark. 
We're in the middle of nowhere in Montana. I mean, this guy could be Montana Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> yeah. Who, who knows? He could have locked us in a room and you never heard from us again. Plus, I didn't even know which town we were going to. Like, tell my wife we're going on a couple hours somewhere in Montana. I have no idea. You know, it, it, it was it was just absolutely wild. And it was kind of spooky, probably because it was dark mostly. And probably because I didn't know where we were going. And we just kind of got thrown into it. But it worked out really cool in the end. I remember, too, the guy, he was telling us about, like, oh, this is just the beginning of the stuff I have. He goes, I have a locker out there. I have a storage locker out there in Missoula, which is like four hours away, probably from where we are. Yeah. And it has this and this and that. And he just started listing off all the most amazing things you could ever think of in the storage unit. And we're like, oh, cool. Yeah, we should get a hold of you and talk to you more about that later. Yeah, totally, man. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. And I remember you and I spent the next few years messaging the guy randomly every once in a while, trying to email him through Craigslist <laughs> yep. from that one fi- find that we had. And we never had any luck getting a hold of the guy because we were like, man, this is worth it. We're going to have to hit him up again. You know, it's been six or seven months now. We haven't heard from him. Maybe he'll respond this time. <laughs> and Seriously. he just never did again, unfortunately. But yeah, it was it was a very cool find, a very spooky find. It definitely had, you know, shivers going up your back because we're two guys. We're two two nerds show up at your house in the middle of the night in the middle of Montana somewhere. Knock on your door. This dirty, spooky house, like what you would see in like a Halloween movie, right? Right, right. And you get there to buy video games. So it, it, it worked out being really cool in the end. But yeah, this was, it was still, it was really cool, man. One of the most memorable things and sketchiest things i i can recall <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in there though i'll do that any day of the week yeah absolutely 100 percent. what about you man uh i know you've seen some sketchy stuff tell us enlighten uh, us ryan i was wondering which sketchy story you were going to tell because i can think of a couple of ske- sketchy situations that we found ourselves in um yeah. the yeah. one that i'm thinking of you were not involved with unfortunately I would have felt a lot safer if you were involved with this one. Uh, But I remember, so again, this is Craigslist. And by the way, um, you know, Craigslist, you you run into some some odd folks on Craigslist and you just never know, you just never know who it is that you're going to run into. Anyway, um, I was emailing a guy about um, some N64 games that he had posted on Craigslist. And it was a system... It was maybe 15 games and he lived about an hour away. I mean, that seems to be par for the course. It always seems like whenever you buy anything uh, in Montana, it's always an hour away somewhere. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Everything's so, like that, man. So my wife and I, we get in the car. He's um, just as we're about to leave, he calls me on the phone and we had exchanged numbers over email. And he says, hey, just so you know, I'm going to I'm going to need something extra to kind of sweeten the deal when you when you come over. Oh man, yeah, who knows what that could be. <laughs> I said uh what? <laughs> so he says, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, you um uh you know how this works." And I oh, said, man. "No. No, I I do not know how this works. This is Craigslist. Um, it can only work one of two ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and um and he says, well, you know, you like you talk me down on the price. So why don't you just throw something extra in since you talk me down on the price, and um and we'll call it good. And I said, like what? 
And he says, you know, like a knife or something. (laughs) (laughs) So I can murder you while you're here. Yeah, I know. I know. And, And so there's just this really long pause on the phone. And I'm just thinking about like, do I want to bring my murderer, my murder, the murder weapon that he's going to use to kill me. You know, I'm just thinking, thinking this through. And finally I'm, I said, uh, I'm not going to throw in anything extra. I'll just pay full price. That's fine. You know? Like, was, so, so we drive out there and it's out in the middle of nowhere again, like farmland everywhere. It wasn't at night, but it, but it was one of these like really dreary, dreary days where, where the seasons are changing and it's really cold outside and the wind is blowing. And I pull up to, um, to the front of his house and there's this post in the front of his house and stuck in the post. I I kid you not. This is not an exaggeration. There were no fewer than a hundred knives stuck into this post. He was like some sort of like <laughs> knife collector or something. There's really all these knives sticking out of this post. Yeah, I that said, would be a no for me. I would probably go back. <laughs> well, I drove it an hour, Terry. So you're committed yeah. at that point. So <laughs> committed to dying. <laughs> so, so my wife's there. I'm I'm feeling good about that. Kind okay. of. I mean, <laughs> well, you, I mean, it's not going to help me. But She's least, slower than you, so. Right, right, right. So I said to her, I said, uh, hey, um, stick in the car, uh, sit in the driver's seat, keep the car running. Uh, if I come running out of this house and nobody is behind me, I'm going to jump in the car and then we'll peel out. If I come out of this house and somebody is running behind me, just go. You know? so, yeah, we're going to Dukes and Hazard this. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, so I go up to the um to the uh, door and I ring the doorbell and I just hear this voice from inside the house that says, "Come on in." <laughs> I'm like, no, no. <laughs> and so I'm trying to muster as much courage as I can in this moment, and I manage to say, "No, I'm I'm gonna stay out here." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good call. He's so like, uh, okay. So I'm waiting on the on the uh, deck. He finally comes out, no shirt, no shirt, and he goes, "Here you go." And he hands me, you know, like a like a trash bag, like one of those like black trash bags that was just filled with all the game stuff. The one to put your body in, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. <laughs> like here you go, and uh, I gave him the money, and he says, "I don't know why I didn't want to bring a knife over." And I said, "Yeah, I just don't have one." But it seems like you have a lot. And he's like, yeah, I, I collect them. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. And we stand there for an awkward moment. And I said, well, see you later. <laughs> it's like that scene from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. And um, get back in the car. And Liz Liz was like, I I didn't know what to expect. But I didn't quite expect that to happen. So we, we drove out. And uh, But Terry, I got some, I got some games, man. You know, I got some good deals, good deals on this, on the N64. So the, the things we do, the things we sacrifice. <laughs> I probably ended up trading you all those games, if I'm being honest. So oh. really, Terry, it was all for you. Oh, thanks, man. You, you almost died for me. Appreciate it. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, folks, that's our show for today. Thanks a lot for tuning in. If you um, liked what you heard, what you heard here today, we're going to be making this a regular thing. We're hoping to put out an episode a month. So be sure to keep your eye on your uh, podcast aggregator of choice to see when new episodes come about. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to having you tune in next time. Please come back and see us again soon. We can't wait to do some more stories with you guys. Terry, if people want to find you out there on internet land, how can they find you? The best place to find me is me on an, uh, and uh, another French channel called Nostalgia Lane on YouTube. So Nostalgia Lane on YouTube, check it out. We, you know, my videos aren't always up to date, but there's lots of cool stuff on there. And if you're looking for me, I'm 123GamerMan on YouTube as well. Been on there for a while. And uh, yeah, I make pretty regular videos, mostly around uh, the times that I get do pickups and things like that. So be sure to check that out as well. I'm also on Instagram. If you're interested in seeing uh, things from my collection, you can check that out there too. It's 123GamerMan on Instagram as well. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. We hope to see you next time. Adios. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review.
enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Fall is a season of gathering that brings us together with warmth and color. So whether it's a birthday, anniversary, or a special event, celebrate your friends and family with a gorgeous bouquet from 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers makes it easy to find your reason and brighten someone's day with exclusive offers and great values on bouquets and arrangements. To order today, visit 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Hello out there, this is Cammy White and you're listening to Rushdown Radio. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Rushdown Radio. I'm Anthony. And I am Candice's... I can't even do it. <laughs> I was going to talk about Candace from Real Housewives. That just has no relevancy to this show at all. So, I'm Michael. <laughs> what? And today, <laughs> we have yet another episode talking about the wonders, the beauty, and the greatness of the video game industry. <laughs> that was a lot of lies. <laughs> and, you know, hey, whoa. Everything whoa. is lies. Everything is lies. <laughs> Are you saying that there is no good to be found in the video game industry? Not when white men go go free. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, yep. oh, you're you're yep. dropping spoilers. Yup, huh? yup. We're going there. We are. We'll get there later. But yeah, oh, man, okay. I see someone is yep. in a mood. Yup. All right, uh, <laughs> Michael. What are you playing these days? Hmm? Let's see. Um, I am currently playing Tales of Arise. Of course. Shout out to you know the deadens. We shall overcome. Oh, we shall overcome. Stop slavery. We're not here for that, no bo. Wow. You know when we celebrate Juneteenth, don't celebrate the deadens. Juneteenth, they old Juneteenth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I see someone has really dove head first Dude, into this game. Do we play the same game? We are. I'm not three hundred years. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, wow. Yeah, I really. I mean, it's too on the nose. Like a lot of they talk about in the game and the interrelationships of like the people and stuff. It's too on the nose. I can see you giving the Danis the Black Power Fist now. Yes, they deserve it. They need it. They have been under some pretty harsh subjugation. Like, terrible subjugation. Like, like my man's really had a whole area to be hot just to make <laughs> him suffer and sweat. Oh, like, God. bruh, can you be more comically evil? Yes, those are all slave masters. Well, I mean, Dolphin really wasn't. Well, he wasn't. He wanted, the, you know, the the Danans and the Renans to, you know, leave in harmony. But even then, that was some stuff. That he, well, that's that's some spoilery stuff. But yeah, I am so into this game. The people who say this game has a bad story or a clear story, I'm like, where have you been playing? What do you watch? Like, where did your, like, like, I'm trying to, like, question people who say that. Because obviously, if you can't see the parallel between this and, like, 
any form of like you know traditional slavery or you know colonialism something like that that tells me something about you I'm sure there are people who are like, uh, this game is not political in the it's slightest. It's super political. Look, we know that. Like, it's so heavy handed, too. Yeah, this this is smacking you across the face. Like, hey, slavery's bad. Basically. It's always been bad. Stop your oppressors. They use the word oppressor in them games so much. So, yeah, whoever was writing this story, I want to know where his inspiration came from. Because I'm very curious to know. Mm. Well, boy, that, I, I I couldn't imagine any real life scenarios where he got that inspiration from. Couldn't imagine. Nowhere. It doesn't exist. It's just a nice little story about, you know, anime characters. You know, just frolicking, having a nice old time, traveling, making friends along the way. <laughs> Not making friends along the way. Stop. <laughs> Maybe the real slaves in the game were the friends we made along the way. Stop it. Okay. Anyway. Um, what else? I'm gonna play Fantasian too. Wait, what? Fantasian. Fantasian. The game on um on um iPad. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Because okay. um the second part of the game came out too, so I'm like I'm just gonna play the whole thing now. Oh, was it a two part game? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, but it came out. Every, it, the whole thing is out now, so you can play the whole thing. It's like a long game too. It's not like a short little like. I think the part one of it was like 20 hours or 30 hours. Ooh. So I think the second part like about around 20 or 32. So it's a really long game. How much is it? It's on Apple Arcade. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing you just pay five bucks a month for. Yeah. So I'm playing that. That game is so much fun. It feels so Final Fantasy. You can tell he wanted, he wanted this game to be a Final Fantasy game. And it just didn't because it doesn't work for Square Enix anymore, which is fine by me. Like the game was fantastic. Great story. Really interesting. Um, Gameplay is really fun. It has a really quirky system where you can, like, you know how you go through, like, random encounters? Mm-hmm. You can, like, hoard random encounters together and then fight them all at one time. Ooh. Which I is like really that. cool. That's a really cool, like, system. I like that. Yeah, it's really, that game's great. So I've been playing that too. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to dive into that. Yes. What have you been playing? I have been playing Metroid Dread. Ah, yes. And uh, it lives up to its name. You know, but is it a horror game? No. Does it have the horror elements we're used to playing it, Metroid? It tries. <laughs> it tries to be a. See, I'm not the one to ask. Is it a horror game? Because I have standards for horror games that this game isn't meeting. I'll say it's a thriller game because I will say, when you're walking, the enemies are called Emmys, and I, uh-huh. I forget what the acronym is, but they're basically unkillable robots. Okay. And. The only thing you can do is parry them to stun them for a while. But even then, the parry window is tiny and random. So walking through their areas, knowing you need to make it from point A to point B can be nerve wracking. When you hear them going beep, beep, boop, and then you see the yellow circle that says, oh, I hear you and I'm coming for you. It can be a little terrifying if you don't know what to do. But once you start using all the tools you got to your disposal, then, uh, it just becomes a patience game. So I think the game is fantastic. I'm not willing to say this is the best Metroid ever made. How dare you not say that? I'm not. I got to finish it first and we'll see. Okay. Once I finish it, then I'll be able to say, yes, this is the best or no, it's, it's got some work to do, <laughs> but it is in my top three right now. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. fair. And shout outs to people who are like, oh, I'm not paying $60 for uh, 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 side scroll the game. Hey, hey, you guys, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Wait, what's wrong with a side scroller game being sixty dollars? Oh, you didn't see that whole Discord? I saw the Discord. I didn't know what was the purpose. I thought you were just saying because it's Metroid. Or... No, they were like, it's a two D side scroller game that's probably gonna last like twelve, thirteen hours. Why am I gonna pay sixty dollars for it? But you would pay sixty dollars for a two hour game or a six hour game. Well, y'all would pay something. $60 for like a game that's like Assassin's Creed that's got hours and hours of game but it's all repetitive. Yeah. I'd rather have a tight package of a game I love to death than like a bloated package of a game that's like ah, this is boring. Yeah. When I get to the point I'm like oh, I'm so ready for this game to be over. That's why the game's not worth the money to pay for it. Like Metroid can have my $60. If y'all want to make an expansion to it you can have that money too. The game is fantastic. Like, I want to pay 60 bucks for a great experience. That's all I care about. Right. Halfway we get there, it doesn't matter. I just want to get there. But, you know, that's another conversation for another day. For now, we have to talk about video game stuff. And we're going to start off light. <laughs> yes. Well, I, as light as some of these get anyway. Yeah, we get progressively more ridiculous. You know how we get. Yeah. So we're going to start off with uh, some conspiracy theories. Oh, God. <laughs> of Walmart hoarding PS5. They foul for this. <laughs> they are foul for this. Now, this isn't like some random thing like somebody just said one day. Walmart is hoarding PS5s. No, 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 no. There's all sorts of testimonies from employees. And then the most damning thing was a TikTok that went viral showing all those boxes of PS5s and what was supposed to be a Walmart warehouse. Yikes. Now, this matters a lot because, as you know, there's a shortage. And when that happens, you know, people look for drops all the time and they're like, okay, I'm going to just get it to Walmart and I'm going to I'm going to put it in my car. It's going to be great, except it isn't. It's it's a bad situation that seems like they're forcing some sort of scarcity and only selling to people they want to sell it to. It's a bad look. It's a real bad look for these PS5s, which are a really hot commodity right now. Huge. They're like double in the value they were last year. Yeah. So I think they're like, if you go online some places that's just secondhand uh, selling all these things, you're up to playing like, like $2,000 now for a PS5. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, me neither. I mean, you don't have to. You have one now. I do. I feel very happy that I made the decision I made. I, I I mean, I have my Xbox, and I'm very happy with that. Yeah, you, I mean, you still have a next-gen console. Like, you ain't got one. Right. <laughs> like, but I, still... I feel bad for these people who have to struggle for, like, a PS5 right now. Or even an Xbox. They're still, they're still not easy to get either. Yeah. Oh, no, they're not. It's, I guess we just talk about the PS5 more because that's what people say they are looking for more. That's the hardest one to get. That's definitely the hardest. Yeah. Especially, especially the um, disc version. That's the super hard one to get. But, but uh, man. Yeah. For them. But, man, if you thought it was going to be easy with some of these other retailers, <laughs> I guess again, because Best Buy. Garbage. Best Buy has decided that they're going to paywall the ability to even purchase a PS5 or Xbox Series X behind their subscription service, which is one ninety nine ninety nine um a year, I believe. For what? What are we even getting? Uh you get like tech support and and get out warranties of the fuck and here. Stuff. No. You you get all the cool stuff. No. That ain't cool stuff. Two hundred dollars. I was thinking, I was thinking why not think it's gonna be like thirty bucks? Okay, thirty dollars. Oh know, no, it is two hundred dollars. Or ten bucks a month, you get like you know coupons. You know or, what? Let's go look and see what you like, get. From you get Best special Buy. sales or something, or you get like discounts. 
because they used to have a program where they had like a um like a subscription thing for Best Buy that was actually really good. I remember back in the day, like you got really good deals on stuff. You got ah the Best Buy Total Tech, the membership you and your tech deserve. Benefits of a Best Buy Total Tech membership. Free Geek Squad Tech support 24-7-365. Okay, I guess that's cute if you messing up your tech all the time. Up to 24 months of product protection with an active membership. Free delivery and standard installation. VIP access to dedicated phone and chat teams. Free two-day shipping. Access to exclusive Total Tech member prices. Extended 60-day return and exchange window. Everyday savings and repairs, advanced services, and more. Who's buying this much stuff from Best Buy, though? People who want that PS5 now. That's silly. $200, please. Like, I got, like... I remember, because this is kind of was, um... Was um what's this place? Uh, Santa Claus was doing the same thing pretty much. Like you couldn't get a PS5 if you had a subscription, which is fine. That's kind of like their thing anyway. But the the subscription for Santa Claus like thirty bucks a year or some stuff. Yes. So yes, and you, you get way more, way for more stuff. Sam's Club is an is an amazing wonderland of it value. Really, it really is, especially if you got a family or you just need a lot of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, they're amazing, and their membership is valued even without the PS5. People are probably going to buy this for the PS5. Yeah. Which means you are essentially paying $700 over time for a PlayStation 5. Yeah. Which we're going to get to scalper territory at that point. We are, but it's on the lower end of the scalping territory, though. That doesn't change it being scalper territory. (sighs) Now, of course, they're not the only people who are like this. And, you know, you got GameStop that's like, the only way you're going to get it from us is if you're a pro member. Yeah. But pro memberships are like 20 bucks at most. Yeah, for a whole year at that. So. And the only other problem they have is that you got to buy their bundles. Yeah, and the bundles usually suck. So take your poison for who you want to buy it from. Yeah. At this point, you might as well just go to Facebook Marketplace and try to buy one of these damn things. <laughs> it's like the only place that's not giving you all this BS is like Target. I would suggest Mercari. They're really nice. Like yeah, that works too. Yep, that's where I got mine from. I got a bundle from there. And the good thing about Mercari is that they check on you to make sure your your stuff is right before you actually your money goes through. Well, they do like a three day check. Like, okay, they actually like, what is everything okay in it? Is everything functioning right? And if not, then you can send it back. So your money stays with Mercari. It doesn't go to the person yet. It doesn't clear until later. I like that. That sounds good. It's really good. I actually sold a uh, figure on this. That's how I know. Because I wanted an extra 20% discount on my stuff, which was really clutch. All right. <laughs> Turn up. We, we, hey, Makari might be the move for some of us. Yes. So, But yeah, this whole like PlayStation thing has just been a complete kerfuffle. Like Overall, the whole rollout was terrible. It's still bad. Yep. Even it, Sony is trying to pull this crap where only PlayStation Plus members get invitations to buy a playstation 5 and not all of them either yeah only some of them yep i remember i tried a lot of times and never got through some people didn't even know this was a thing yep because they do a terrible job of advertising it mm-hmm. like i will so. say having the playstation plus is nice if you are buying stuff from sony directly because they do give you free shipping like two-day shipping so which is you cute. Know, to people who don't have a PS5 and you're looking, I wish you the best of luck. I do too. It's getting rough out here. Godspeed. 
Especially now that the holiday se- season. Oh, about it's gonna be up. even worse. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be bad out here. Yeah. Um, I hope I'll get. I hope the best for y'all. May the odds be ever in your favor. <laughs> All right, what we got next? All right, so next, huh, speaking of Metroid, Kotaku, Kotaku, Kotaku. Man, it feels like we don't go very long without talking about Kotaku. Pulling some stupid stuff. To those of you who somehow don't know, Kotaku was caught advertising uh, Metroid Dread piracy on the PC. (sighs) They exhaust me. Now, I don't care where you stand on piracy, okay? (laughs) I really don't care. But Metroid Dread just came out, man. And come on. (laughs) This game's great. Come on. <laughs> Throw him a bone, man. You know how long it's been since a good Metroid game came out? That's too damn bad. I'm about to go on my PC and pirate it. <laughs> now, the conversation around piracy is always tricky because you have those who don't think it's theft. You have those that think it's straight up theft. You have those who are like, well, if I buy a copy and then emulate it, it should be fine. It's it's a mess. It's it's a big ass mess. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter where you stand on it. The one thing that shouldn't be a thing is big publications like Kotaku saying, <laughs> oh, hey, they done cracked the code. You can pirate it now. Look at here. It's running on PC. It's cool. Kotaku, what are you doing? Being Kotaku, clickbaity, getting like, them ad revenue, no, that no, no. engagement. Oh, oh, they got the clicks. <laughs> they got the engagement. Because you have plenty of people who were pissed. Oh, yeah. But then, but, of course, you have the people who are like, well, you know, piracy happens. Do-do-do-do. Like that tweet I showed you. Oh, yes. Please, Michael, tell them about the tweet you showed me. Sure. Let me pull it up on my telephone. Let's see. This is a stupid tweet. I hate this tweet. There aren't many tweets that I hate, but I hate this one. Let's see. Where do I put it? Put it in here. If you don't find it, I can always paraphrase it. Oh, there it is. All right. So this was a um, reply to the um, tweet that went out about the article from Kosaka. And it says... Emulation is actually an incredibly important option for the less privileged gamers out there quote or not quote quotation many of which being lgbt and poc please don't look down on historically underprivileged groups for wanting to be included but being able unable to to afford the game yeah so about that about all of that mm-hmm. let's let's start with first of all let's not let's let's push something off the table this is not an issue of poc or lgbt this is not that issue. Nope. It's Let's stop not. that right there. Yeah, it's really not. Okay. Let's push that off the table. It's okay. not about access either okay. or, or okay. resources. Well, it's not. It's not. Here's the thing about gaming, right? Gaming is not a necessity. It's not. I hate to tell you, but gaming is a hobby. Gaming is a privilege. Gaming is something that you just have to be able to afford to do sometimes. Yep. By okay. skydiving. Exactly. <laughs> You're right now old gaming. <laughs> You 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 do not just get gaming because you exist. It's not like water. It's not like food. However, let's let's say that. Oh man, this scrambled my thoughts. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know where I was going for a moment. 
My point was that if you're about piracy, fine, okay? But don't BS us on, I'm a pirate because I'm poor. <laughs> I can't afford a, a Nintendo Switch and $60 for a game. If you want to tell me that you're pirating games because of difficult access, like older games, fine. I get it. Nintendo was garbage at letting people play older games. And a lot of those games that I actually physically buy cost like more than the actual console they put on. Exactly. If you're telling me that you're doing it for that, fine. I, I, I don't know why you're telling me this because I don't really care why you're a pirate. I don't care. But hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing. Legally speaking, I can't tell you that you are okay to pirate. Okay? Legally speaking. If you're going to sit there and tell me that you are pirating on your PC rig that costs at minimum $600, if I'm being really, really, really you're being generous. so generous. You're being way too generous. Let's put that up to at least 900 All right, fine. Well, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle. I'll say 800 Okay, 800 Okay, fine. All right, if you got a rig that's like $800 and you're telling me that you can't afford to play Metroid Dread as it was intended, on the switch i am going to spit on your forehead <laughs> out of sheer rage okay the that's disrespect. what i'm going they started it if you, you know what i shouldn't say that that's assault um but what i will do is glare at you as if you have said something terrible about my family because you deserve it i will not spit on your forehead that's mean but I will glare at you. Especially with COVID, man. You're right. <laughs> I, I apologize for the spitting thing. That was mean. <laughs> but I will glare at you. And I will treat you like the, the dumb person you seem to think I am. Yeah. You are not going to stand there and tell me you paid all that money for a rig. And now you want to be included in the Nintendo Club. And it's like, oh, when I make you a little poor, I can't afford it. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. You weren't poor when you were buying an RTX, whatever. You know how you saved up money for that? Why don't you save up money for the Nintendo Switch then? If you're going to pirate it, just say you're going to pirate because you ain't want to buy it. Don't yeah. be like, oh, I'm doing it because I'm poor and impoverished. <laughs> I don't have any money. Like, impoverished and RTX 30 whatever does not even make this. That doesn't even make sense together. I'm poor and a POC and gay, so I should be able to <laughs> pirate. Shut up. <laughs> I should be a pirate. You know what people who are actually poor do? They buy used. They That's buy what, used. They save up money where they can. They borrow the damn game from their other friends who has it. <laughs> There's so many other options. But if you are pirating, you are not pirating because you are poor. I refuse to believe that that is your sole reason for piracy because you're poor. Okay. This is not a Robin Hood situation. You are pirating because you don't want to buy the game. And if, if that's the case, whatever. Fine. I'm not here to judge you. But don't use don't use poverty as your reasoning yeah that's just that's really flaky and just not like legitimate at all to sit there and use actual people's struggles as a means to sit there and justify you just not wanting to spend money on a game oh that was irritating that was but it had to be said Ugh. what's next for us huh ah yes another uh fight between the rich God. Yes. Ugh. We thought we were done with that with Apple versus uh Fortnite. Ugh, God, you, <laughs> know, you mean you know, annoying? That whole thing annoyed me. <laughs> now we have another rich people fight. Oh God. We have EA versus FIFA. A mess. <laughs> so, for those who aren't aware, 
uh, EA has come out and said that they are thinking of changing the name of their FIFA franchise to like EA Football or some stupid Ew, crap that's like gross. that. Who buying that? Not me. Well, I wouldn't buy it anyway. But it's still. a tentative name. I, I I don't think they're gonna end off on that. I hope not. But why would they want to change the FIFA name? That's like changing the 2K name. Well, dear listener, that is because FIFA, the organization that does all this football stuff, you know, the <laughs> real football, not American football, um, they said, hey, we appreciate you making us a big brand over the years. We're a pretty big company now, right? Yeah, yeah, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. Um, Yeah, and we're even the biggest sport in the world. Uh, that's true. That's true. That's true. True that. True that. You got it. Okay. Um, so, you know how you're giving us like, I don't know, like $500 million over five years for, you know, the licensing for the FIFA name. Yep, pretty good arrangement. I think it's great. I think it's amazing. And uh, EA couldn't be happy with it. Yeah, we were talking with some of the boys. and um, <laughs> They crunched the numbers. <laughs> right, we were number crunching, and we saw how much you were making. And, hey, we're happy for you, but we want more of that. We want more of that. Oh, okay. Um, how much more you think? Like what? One hundred million or no? We want double what we're getting now. We want one billion dollars over two over four years. So that would be a uh, two hundred and fifty million over the course of uh, you know, at once a year. You're giving us that much money. And EA just kind of sat back and was like, um, wow, that's uh, that's crazy. Um, no. We're we're not going to give you that much money. That's that's a little much. Oh, and now they're discussing these things with each other, and uh, it's it's great. I think it's great. I love this. I I love how amazing this is. That EA is in danger of losing the FIFA name. That's a mess. I, I'm so that's happy. such a mess. I'm so happy. It's hilarious. It's, actually, though. it's great. It's. <laughs> Uh, EA could lose FIFA. Now, uh, the, what's better is that uh, the FIFA people or organization, the FIFA organization has talked about how they're becoming more bullish about expanding hmm. and perhaps letting other companies make FIFA games. Wait. <laughs> somebody else. Oh, okay. To paraphrase, they believe that they have become too big for just one company to make all to have all the rights. So we're gonna have like a bidding war or something? I doubt that. I think it's gonna become like the Star Wars thing where Oh, you just like outsource it to whoever they want to at the time for whatever yes. products they want to do. But they only make they only I mean it's not like they can really do a whole bunch with FIFA. You'd be surprised. What are you gonna what, do? Wait, so gonna... Um, they're gonna have a mobile game. You could probably oh, have like okay. Somebody could probably pick up like FIFA Sport or uh, F- not Sport Streets. There we go. FIFA Streets. Not FIFA Streets. I play that. Not FIFA Streets. Or some wacky rendition of FIFA. So you're basically saying gonna make so many different variations of the same game. Why not? The point is, the reason why EA is able to get away with all the garbage they're able to is because they have no competition. Yeah. If at the very least this creates some sort of competition, that's good. Because if, you know, you got something that's better than the other product, that forces the other product to improve. Or wither away and die. Whichever happens. Either way, it's good for the consumer. Yes. So I am definitely here 
for EA not having the the FIFA license and making it another casino for people who like football. FIFA Streets is intriguing. I'd be down. For now FIFA that you Streets. say it, it's very intriguing to me now, isn't it? Now I'm starting to see the I'm starting to see the vision. Yes, because <laughs> I know FIFA like we need to make more games that just doesn't feature stuff that EA does for us. So I right. feel like. Another reason why they probably want to do is because of the fact that EA gets so much money from microtransactions. And I don't think FIFA's seen any of that money. I don't think so either. They've been getting a flat fee of um, $500 million every four years, apparently. Yeah, and they, I'm sure they're making way more from just the oh, um, I'm sure they're making, microtransactions. I'm sure they're making $500 million at least a year. Yeah, so I can see why. Like, you know what? We can make way more money off this um, IP than what we're getting right now. And... As you can imagine, EA is not happy. Of course not. He's like, oh, excuse you? Uh, because, I mean, how are the, uh, what are they going to populate their their loot boxes with? Yeah. What are they going to do? Think of EA. Think, po- of e- think of Andrew Wilson. Man, that poor company. They're struggling little indie He's company. He's going to make less money. Yep. Like, I, I, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine losing less money as an EA executive. That's preposterous wild <laughs> wild and crazy Unf- unfathomable just just oh inconceivable <laughs> less money for ea they deserve money for their loot boxes and same ass game every year <laughs> fun fact fun fact do you know that the legacy edition of fifa for the switch has been the exact same game not not even like figuratively literally the exact same game for the past four years except with incredibly minor updates wow the games themselves even tell you that this is a a, a marginal update that is it has been the exact same game for four years they they admit that they've just been building on it just a little bit each year so what you're paying like 40 dollars for an update basically well, not forty, probably sixty. It started off at sixty, but I think it's forty now. Huh. Point is, they've made it very clear that this, these are not new games. Just a little, little, little thing I thought people would like to know. Wow, I don't like that. But yeah, yeah, it could lose FIFA. Isn't that great? I think that's a good idea, actually, for FIFA to lose the thing to just like start making people actually make more stuff for them. They could make more money that way. Yes, they could. They can make more money. EA can no longer just be a monopoly. And what I think is even greater is if they see that works for FIFA, Madden can follow suit. Can they? Why not? But Madden's not a brand, though. What do you mean? Because isn't that from John Madden? Well, I, well, I'm not following. What do you okay, mean? Okay, so FIFA's kind of like NBA. Right. But Madden is not his own brand itself like it's not like a, it's not his own like it's not his own institution true it's more like the nfl kind of thing yeah like the nfl could do that but i don't think madden could do that well i mean well when i say that i'm or i'm saying that the nfl yeah. could make that decision too but they make they don't they make other games besides just 2k who the nfl, the NFL? yeah no, only ea has the rights to nfl games oh oh okay now i believe that there are more rights around to basketball games like, yeah i know that is NBA got their stuff everywhere. Right. There's like 2K, which is like the premier basketball game. It really is. But yeah, EA has the exclusive rights to uh to the NFL. Okay. So I'm saying if this works out for FIFA, all these other institutions may take notice. 
Oh, because they can bring. Wait, does Madden even make games anymore? What, like the brand Madden or just like. Yeah, the brand Madden. Nah, that I'm aware of. So it's just like, the NFL game that comes out every year from EA. Is that. Okay, so I know 2K is made by 2K. So then. Oh, okay. So it's, they have. Okay. Okay, I'm getting it now. I was kind of like foggy for a minute. It's okay. Yeah, I don't really follow the um the the sporting games. Only one I follow was like the 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 racing games. That's fair, but uh, yeah, um, let's get some competition in this bitch. Yeah, kind of how NASCAR does that too. I think NASCAR has like a lot of different places to make games for them. I think so. so I don't think there's I'm one company that makes stuff for them. I'm not one hundred percent sure about what NASCAR does. NASCAR is just, ugh, ugh, ew, NASCAR. All right, but moving right along. <laughs> I kind of want to see what happens from this, honestly. I'm very invested in, in EA losing the, uh, <laughs> the FIFA, FIFA name. I'm very invested. Man, in that. that's going to be a hard blow, though. Good. <laughs> good. Very good. Now, speaking of hard blows to money, Nintendo. What they do now? Uh, Nintendo decided that they were going to release the Switch expansion prices. Oh, yeah. And not a lot of people are happy. No, because that price went up a lot. Yeah, it went from 20 to like $50. Please. <laughs> now, mind you, what you get for this $50 is access to the N64, not even library, just like Some a games. chunk. Just like eight games for right now. You know, is it eight? Yeah, it's about, I think it's eight or ten. All right, point is, you get about eight or ten games for the N64, same amount for like the Sega collection. Yeah. And for those of you who play Animal Crossing, you get the Happy Home expansion. That's nice. And who knows what else? I don't know if they're going to add anything else to it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, hey, you want to be on PSN real quick? <laughs> so this is PSN prices now. <laughs> they realized they were doing a little too cheap. Yikes. And was like, hey. But they were giving us ROMs, though. They were like, going to give us new games and stuff. And you're paying for those. Stop it! <laughs> Stop that! Because I heard somebody trying to make a comparison that oh, this is the same price as PS PS Plus. PS Plus gives you free games every month, though. Every month. Whoa! Hey there. You get three games? No, you get more than three games every month. Three or four. Three or four games you can play forever as long as you have your thing. The brand new games, brand new AAA games. They ain't do that. They not gonna give me Smash Brothers. <laughs> I'll get the old one. <laughs> Whoa! Hey there, Bucko. But you will get Goldeneye. When <laughs> they even put that in, they put win back in there. The disrespect. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hey, hey, hey there. What crawl, was crawl trigger in there yet? No. See. Whoa. <laughs> hey there, Buckaroo. You can get Echo the Dolphin. I'm gonna throw, throw something at you. Well, okay, okay. What you about said Echo the Dolphin? What house? A, what? The disrespect. What about Vector Man? You want Vector Man? Vector Man's cool, but I don't want that right now. <laughs> Where's Comic Zone at? Whoa. Hey there. Hey there. Wait. Wait a second there. Uh-huh. Okay. They're giving you access to robust libraries that people have been wanting for years. Where's the Game Boy Advance games at? Look. Okay. Now now I can't joke. Uh-huh. I, I've been waiting uh-huh. for that too. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Gotcha. <laughs> now you're involved you know it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> that you are making such a, a fuss about this when you are for this though for what oh that's different oh oh now it's different because i'm part of family plan wow <laughs> if i do this solo single i wouldn't do this all right for context michael and i along with some others are part of a family plan 
Now, I voted to not be a part of this, but <laughs> democracy won. Because and, everybody had vested interests in specific things they wanted. And we came there collectively and made a deal. That's true. That's what happened. So now we're going to be paying 11 bucks and 40 cents. Which is, I think, pretty fair. To who? To people who want it? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but uh, y'all solo folk? Woof. Yeah, I wouldn't Woof. do it. I wouldn't do it. $50. So, woof. Because I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, so if I want to play Sonic 2, I got to give you some extra money. That's not bad. But, man, $50. So, that's rough. The family plan, I think, is like 80 bucks. Yep. But if you already have a family plan, I think they're going to give you, like, some kind of discount or something. Whatever. I think so. I, I think I don't know what the discount they don't show you prices I don't think they're going to until like the 25th when this all drops yeah huh funny this drops on my birthday <laughs> but Nintendo $30 extra though man they know the value of their library I guess so play this 30 extra to get these old games Folk, folks are mad yeah for good reason yeah, that, that that price is outrageous. Cause they barely even update the Super Nintendo Nintendo games. Yeah, they they really do drip feed that stuff. Here's three more of games you don't even want. You know this game that was in Japan only. Here you go. Here you go, little buddy. Go, <laughs> buddy. They gonna do the same thing with the N64. When are we gonna get to Quest 64? I don't know when. Man, let's let's take a look at some of these comments, right? Oh God. Those PC emulators looking nice right now. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> That's the first thing I saw. I'm going to keep it real with you, Chief. I ain't paying $30 per year for games from a console released in 1996. <laughs> keep it real with you. <laughs> this is a type of scam. I just don't know the name of it. <laughs> Not scam. And of course, you have the Nintendo Defenders. Not scam Tendo. Look, that's that's basically it. <laughs> but you got the Nintendo Defense Force out here. Nintendo Defense Force. Look, the Nintendo Defense Force is always out, ready to make you tell to tell you, hey, it's okay. Yikes! What they saying? Oh, the Defense Force. Yeah, I want to get. I need. I need to hear what they saying. So somebody just said no to this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but there's a price tag for a powerful computer to run a Switch emulator. Then, so get ready to fork over money for an RTX 2080. Yikes. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's just that easy. Just shut up. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Here's, here's a good one. This is why emulation and piracy of titles no longer sold is morally correct. So that what? was that. No, no, no. No, no, no. That the whole thing of pirating stuff from Nintendo. Oh, okay, is so they're saying basically this you shouldn't a... pirate because they're actually giving you the games you say you. No, 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 no. This is not the defense force. Okay. The this is the person who doesn't like the the expansion pass. Oh, they're saying that this is why emulation and piracy of titles no longer sold is always morally correct. Yep. So the defense force goes. So steal a car that's no longer made. Oh. Got it. I hate this I idea hate. that it's okay to just commit piracy at any time. I hate when people make false equivalents like that. That is not the same thing. 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 No. Excuse me? <laughs> Confused why people are so mad about this when you don't have to buy it and the original online play is 20 a year is right there? I hate it. I don't like this conversation. 
Somebody up. said it was goaded. The price is goaded. Goaded? How? Better deal than getting N64 games separately and the Animal Crossing DLC separate. Nintendo is awesome. Oh, God. Nintendo Defense Force reigns. Somebody said they were goaded. People just be saying words just to say them sometimes. Goaded, though. Like that. Mm. I, I didn't expect to see somebody say that about this. Well, here we are. Somebody, all he said was, this is expensive as fuck. <laughs> and then somebody said back, it's $60 a year for PlayStation, so at least it's still cheaper than that, lol. Wait, you can usually get the PlayStation thing on sale, though, a lot of times. Yo. Somebody, so what inspired you to make a second online offer? They got the Mr. Krabs thing, the money. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we're dealing with right now. I love it. The comparison to PlayStation is poor because you're getting actual current games that came out in the last two years that cost like 40 and 50 bucks. A part of your collection you can play at all times versus $60 a year for old ass games that you can't like. That, no, it's not the same. Gotta love the Nintendo Defense Force. Like, who asked for Winback? Who? Who was that person? I want to know who that was. People wanted GoldenEye, but no, they're not going to give you that. They're going to give you Winback. Then you got people who are like, "Give me, t- please take my money and, t- and give me the Animal Crossing DLC. Oh, God. That's what they're doing this for. So they make more sense, at least. Like, the people who are buying Animal Crossing anyway, that makes sense. But uh, I'm just... Uh. Wait, What? Somebody's like, but I guarantee you most of you screaming about this price have an active Prime account, so maybe y'all should sit the fuck down? Wow. What? Mm. I Yeah, all right. This 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 is devolving into nonsense. Let's let's move on to the next topic because that sure. that Nintendo thread is becoming a, a sulfur pit. Sulfur pit. So to what Michael alluded to earlier. Activision and their uh, lawsuit. So they settled for $18 million. Chump change. Mere pennies in Bobby Kotick's wallet. Couch cushion money. And this will all be made into a settlement for the employees who were affected by this lawsuit. So the people who were harassed are going to get a paltry amount of money. And that's the end of that. This sucks. This is terrible. But I can't say that I am surprised. I'm not happy about it, but I am not surprised that this is what has happened because these people are rich and that's just how rich things go. This is unfortunate, but I don't even have a butt for it. The most that I could say is that Activision really got exposed, but I, I really wish there was more consequence. Like <sighs> what? Like someone going to jail, actually? It, hey. I would be totally down with Bobby Kotick behind bars. He can buy the whole um, jail, though. That's the problem. <sighs> if you have enough money, you can fix almost any problem. It seems so. The, oh, I'm, I'm reading the official report, and apparently they also agreed to strengthen its workplace anti-harassment and anti-discrimination policies and programs. Activision Blizzard also said it's developing an initiative to create software tools and training programs to improve workplace policies and practices for other tech employers. (sighs) CEO Bobby Kotick said in a statement, 
There is no place anywhere at our company for discrimination, harassment, or unequal treatment of any kind. And I'm grateful to the employees who bravely shared their experiences. Bravely? They almost got fired. I am sorry that anyone had to experience inappropriate conduct, and I remain unwavering in my commitment to make Activision Blizzard one of the world's most inclusive, respected, and respectful workplaces. We will continue to be vigilant in our commitment to the elimination of harassment and discrimination in the workplace. We thank the EEOC for its constructive engagement as we work to fulfill our commitments to eradicate inappropriate conduct in the workplace. In court documents, however, Activision Blizzard denied any wrongdoing. So Activision Blizzard got away with this bullshit yeah. with only eighteen million dollars. Some chump change. Like they made that in their, they made that in a day, probably more than that in so a day. In short, they are garbage. Yeah, still. And the company's not going to like actually do anything better about the conditions of the workers or pay people actual like fair wages and i want people to remember this the next time activision blizzard talks about how they're gonna do these massive layoffs mm, how they were committed, it's gonna happen again how they were committed to making a better workplace a safer workplace yeah it's not job security oh no 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 <laughs> job security is not in, it is not a thing not here anyway like imagine having a job where you're harassed and underpaid and also you don't even know if you're gonna have a job next next month or two even after having record-breaking sales and, you know, revenue. That has to be one of the worst feelings in the world that you contributed to a company having record sales and getting fired because of it. Yeah, like, oh, well, we need more money, and we know if we get rid of your position, we can have even more revenue. See? I hate it. I do, too. I wish there would have been more that had been done about this, but unfortunately, since the game industry is so under, like, like it's not as scrutinized as other corporate or the industries in America, so there's not enough like pushback anywhere to really like say, "Hey, you should do more." Or I don't know. It just feels like they just do the bare minimum when it comes to the game industry and the workers there. The only other thing that's happening to them right now is the shareholder lawsuit. Yeah, which, which hasn't settled yet, I believe. <laughs> It'd be fun if they got more from that lawsuit than the actual one that actually affected people. <sighs> Like they need a whole new. They need to fire all of the senior level C suite people who work at this company. Start from scratch. Go bottom up, top to the top. Scorch earth this place. Yeah, but they're it's, not going to do all that. No, of course not. They can't afford to. Yeah, this is a. This because is not no how you look at it. Bobby Kotick does bring in money. Yeah, he does. Ugh, that's just not the best. It's disheartening. But yeah. if anything should changes, you know, we'll tell you. Yeah. Now. Last but not least, we have to talk about the big news in tech for the last week and a half. And that is the Giants uh, Twitch leak. Man, that was... Now, of what we know was leaked, it was the site's source code, which means, you know, whoever has it can now just make their own Twitch, which, I mean, I, I can't wait to see what comes of that. Yeah, it's going to be a mess. All and... the stuff that got leaked wasn't everything that they got either. Oh, no. Oh, no. There's supposed to be a second big drop um, soon, but that was a while ago that they were said soon, so we'll we'll see about that. I'm sure we'll all hear about it, though. Oh, yeah, definitely. But the bigger uh, topic of conversation has been how much streamers make. Oh, yes. And uh, when you cross-reference that to how some streamers have been like, uh, I need money. 
Ooh, Give me money. Ooh, ooh, no money. Ooh, ooh donate. Hey, y'all, we broke. How about you slide us a five or a ten? Yeah, give us a, some subs or some bits. And mind you, what you see there is just from subscriptions, ad revenue, and bits. This does not include sponsorships or donations. Mer- or merchandise. Or merch. This is only Twitch payout. So, some of these people have been making major bank. Yeah, because this was from a two-year span of 2019 to August of this year. Yes. And my God, the, the glaring, money, the money that they've been making. Yes, but there was a glaring disparity between the top 10 mm-hmm. like, of a few million. Yes. Critical Role made nine million dollars in two years. They have the audacity to ask for donations and crowdfunding, all that stuff. The audacity. Now, one of our favorite streamers, uh, Maximilian Dude, was quite humble in saying that, you know, some of it's true, some of it's not. However, he was one of the few who was like, hey, if you feel like you've seen this and you don't want to give me money, by all means, I'm not hurting for it. <laughs> right? Give. I'm glad he was so open and honest He was so it. transparent about that because all our streamers were doing that. Nah. They were making fun about that stuff, actually. Like, Pokebay, she was like, well, now people know I actually do make a lot of money on Switch. Hee <laughs> hee. We all assume she made a lot of money. Yeah. Like, who's surprised that Pokemon makes a bunch of money? Because if you're surprised that Pokemon makes bank, do I have a bridge to sell you? <laughs> it was quite a mess on the Twitter for a while. And it's really nice to see Maximilian be very transparent about that and just say, hey, don't give me subs. You don't have to. I make quite a bit of money from other avenues. I'm not hurting for anything. You don't have to give me like donations and stuff. I'm good. Even he actually stopped people from actually donating after a while. So he's like, okay, I'm turning the donation button off. Did he? Yeah, he, t- he turns it off sometimes. Oh. oh, that's right. Because he gets huge donations. He does. He gets like like $10,000 donations sometimes. Exactly. And the fact that he actually like say, hey, don't do you. Are you sure about this? Or you know what? Just give it back. Like, no, I don't need it. That shows a lot of character because he could just be a complete trash bag, like Critical Role. It's like, yes, more money. <laughs> money. Right? And I'm no Critical Role makes more. I know that, 10, that, that, one, that $9 million they got from just Twitch is only a fraction of how much they get from like, ad, not right, from, not from um, merchandise. People will probably buy merch from them. Ugh. Man, it's I'm looking at the top 100 right now Mm -hmm. and there's such a drop off from just the top five yeah like nine million eight million five million five million three million then it just starts dropping from there yep now some of these people they've made it no secret that they make plenty of money but ooh, i didn't know critical role was just rolling in dough rolling rolling in dough like really, who's surprised that Pokemon's made one point five million dollars? That's a lot of money for two. It, it is in two years. That's a good. That's a good chunk of change. Oh hey, there's another streamer I watch sometimes. Who? Uh, Pay Money Wubby. He's he's a lot. <laughs> I wonder how much Ninja made. Ninja on there? Ninja's here. Oh, he's number forty six. Wow. One point three. Well, I'm not surprised because he left. Oh, Twitch yeah, for a you're while. right. He did. He sure did. And he came back and still made a good chunk of change. Yeah. I mean, we know he ain't hurting for nothing. Of course not. He still got just that alone. Plus his endorsements. Right, this is just the top 100, which yeah. is what I'm used to seeing. But like some people got a list of the top thousand. 
the thing that really discouraged me about this list is that the amount of actual like people of colors on that list is virtually i think non-existent there's very few women on that list there's very few lgbt people on that list and the women who are on this list are of i don't want to call them dubious but like you know people have not said not very nice things about them yeah so it basically believe that twitch is making a conscious effort to make sure that only certain people are visible on their platform even though they made a point say we're going to be more inclusive and diversity and blah 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 make sure you know all these smaller voices are seen and heard and on the the home page and blah 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 like it can't be it can't be the case jesus christ i didn't know t-pain was this far down this man of the top thousand he was like number 989 oh wow but hey, he's not. Just... Really, I mean, he's not hurting for real money. I mean, he has still got oh, money for his, from his actual real career, which is making beats and stuff yep. and being an artist. You laughing? What number was he at? He is at number nine hundred sixty. How much did he make in two years? Well, let's split up in two numbers. But the number I see here is one hundred ninety thousand two hundred twenty-five dollars and fourteen cents. That's a nice amount. Of, that's fifty thousand dollars a year. Yep. That's that's not even including like donations and merchandise, all other stuff he does and sponsorships. Logic is on this list at eight nine hundred forty eight. That's interesting. Yeah, that's a nice amount of money. But yeah, you don't see a whole lot of people of color here. You you just see some names you've probably heard before in commercials or something like that. And yeah, lots of white men, lots of straight white men on this platform making lots of money, which has been a problem for Twitch because of all the stuff that they've been going through recently. Especially the uh, what was it that uh, Twitch thing where people were like um being harassed and stuff by oh, bots the and hate stuff. raids yes the hate raids just listen to that twitch has a hate raid problem when you say it out loud mm-hmm. it just sounds terrible yep and then you find out about the amount of money people make and it's just it's a little too coincidental that now we know that the people making the most money are the least likely to be targeted by this stuff too crazy crazy and people who are less targeted by this stuff are also the most people that actually are most visible on the platform too by the platform themselves you don't say it's really coincidental that all this is happening together it's almost as if they only promote people who are the least likely to be hated on by the general populace which tells me they only really support you know the white men on the platform crazy how about that (sighs) yeah twitch has so many issues like it's just been a mess this whole year with twitch they make Man. all these proclamations and stuff, but they're gonna do better and stuff after the, the, the whole Black Lives Matter stuff, and just never living up to that. But hey, they can make it so that now you have to put in your phone number to authenticate your account. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> so hopefully that helps you guys. Hopefully, Twitch is a mess, and I think it's only gonna get worse before it gets better. Yeah, especially with this all coming out. I mean, I like when stuff like this happens because as a person who works in um, human resources, people knowing how much people make is really good to know. Well, we know now. And, uh, whew, what a list. Yeah. <sighs> is that our last um, topic? It is indeed our last topic. Do we have anything to sound off about? I don't think I have anything I'm mad about. Hmm. Nothing new, at least. <laughs> Yeah, you still probably mad with them tails, people. Yeah, I kind of am. See? Been, <laughs> what did I tell you last I, time? I kind of am. Because, you know. Because what? I don't have a good reason. <laughs> I don't even have a good reason, honestly. No. 
I don't. No, you don't. I don't have it. You know what? It's okay. It's okay that you want to be around your people. I do. I do. I just hate to let the people, how they treat each other and how they treat this game. It's just upsetting sometimes. <sighs> it's all right, Michael. It's all right. But do you have anything to talk about? Are you upset about anything in the gaming industry today? I do, actually. Okay. So I've made it no secret that I think Metroid Prime, uh, Metroid Prime, Metroid Dread is a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. And it's safe to say that October of this year has not been the same October that it's been in years prior. It's not the Broketober that everybody always calls it. <laughs> Broketober? Oh, yeah. Every oh, year, oh, you oh, know. That's a new one for me. Oh, oh, Broketober is basically the period of time where all the new releases are starting to just flood in. Oh, yeah, because the holiday season. Exactly. Yep. And in watching uh, a certain streamer, I don't want to name him because I don't want you asking me why I'm watching it. Um, Yikes. It was, I'll ask you after the show's over. That's fine. <laughs> I was watching and I was and he, he made a point that this month has not been exactly screaming with new releases, right? Mm-hmm. Why are people surprised about this? Are y'all blind to the fact that we just had a whole national pandemic that has changed the landscape of most industries forever? Yeah. Are y'all really surprised about the fact that we're not getting big blockbusters until like 2022? Yeah. I get it. You all want to consume product. (laughs) I get it. Y'all all don't want to buy a Switch for Metroid Dread. <laughs> Even though that game's fantastic and you should buy it for Metroid Dread. Hey, I, get I hear you. You're dumb, but I hear you. <laughs> <You're dumb. laughs> and, I, and most of you all who are mad about no new releases in October probably have a backlog you can be working on. But what we're not going to do is act as though the game industry is just getting lazy. Oh, God. Or it's just stagnating. A whole pandemic just happened. It's still I'm, ongoing, too. I'm sorry that the best y'all got is, like, Lost Judgment and a remake of some game that came out. I'm sorry that these people have to stay in their homes and keep themselves safe from a potentially deadly virus mm-hmm. so they can stay alive. I'm sorry you all don't get to consume product because of it. <laughs> game delays happen. Changes have to happen. And y'all are just going to have to roll with the punches. Yeah. Maybe go look at the indie market. It has plenty of fantastic now, games you know, there. People have a hard time with indie. I don't care. <sighs> They're there. You know people are There's plenty there. I mean, and there's plenty I that know go that. on sale all the you time. You know that. They don't know that. I can pull on my Switch and give people recommendations of a game right now. You know what? Where's my Switch? Where did I put that it's right thing? Right there. Is it? Yep. Cool. <laughs> I'm about to go because people be playing, man. <laughs> there are so many games people could be playing right now, but y'all want some giant AAA game that you can't have. Okay, we are going through a pandemic. I don't care what your belief system is; that is a fact. And but, y'all are gonna have to roll with that. But Anthony, what if that game doesn't have high realistic graphics? <laughs> Do you know that there were a, there was a time. There was a time in our gaming sphere where we didn't have realistic graphics. We yeah. kind of just had to roll with the 16-bit. But that was a long time bit. ago. Yeah, and what's crazy to me is that those same kind of games still do well. Yeah, but they don't they don't show hyper-realism, though. I just see the ball sweat roll down his face. <laughs> I just see the veins pop out of his thigh muscle. 
here's the thing, right? Gamers don't know what they want because they'll get their hyper-realistic game. They'll get all that stuff. They'll get a game that is so close to realism that you can probably go outside and it'll and it won't look as good as that game. <laughs> okay? But then they'll talk about how it's either too political, the gameplay sucks, um, it's sending too much of a message, it don't look right, it looks too uncanny, blah, 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 blah. Or it, it's, it's like, what do y'all want? What do you really want? They'll start going through a fine-tuned comb just to find things wrong with it. And I'm here to say that there are so many other games out there than just the AAA market. You yeah. can play literally anything else. Mm-hmm. And here is a game I am going to advise to you all. It is called One Step from Eden. What is One Step from Eden? One Step from Eden is a game for people who like Battle Network but want one that's actually really good without all the, the backtracking, which is what made those games kind of suck a little. But hey, it was Mega Man Battle Network. I like that battle system. <laughs> So if you were a person that said, hey, I like the battle, the Mega Man Battle Network system, but I don't like all the walking. Well, didn't I just give you a great game to look up? You can play that while you're waiting for a giant release. Or you can play Metroid Dread. You can play Lost Judgment. You can play a plethora of other games that are out there for sale right now. There are so many games. You know what? Well, work on your backlog. There you go. <laughs> work on your backlog. Or hey, you can play one step from Eden. I'm I'm gonna shill that game for a little bit. That's gonna be the shill game for today. Not <laughs> Hades or Hollow Knight, which you all have definitely purchased by now. No, today we're gonna be talking about one step from Eden. You definitely purchased by now. We're gonna talk about that game. That game is amazing. You all should be playing it right now. Why aren't you playing it? They just heard about it today. Well, they should they should have heard about it by now. That game's been out for a while. But you know the indie market is hard to get actually any press. That's true. It's a pretty saturated market. I will give you that. So if I am the person who has to buy these games and say to you all, hey, hey, play this, then I will. Because, I mean, there are other people you can trust, sure, but I'm me. (laughs) But my point is for y'all to chill, okay? Don't worry. Be patient. It's coming. (laughs) Shout out to Ari Linux. Yes. It's coming. Be patient. <laughs> all right. Next month, y'all are going to have all the games y'all can gobble up, okay? <laughs> it's going to be great. Y'all are going to have Shin Megami Tensei 5. Y'all are going to have uh, the, that that chibi Pokemon nonsense. Oh, yeah, that too. But, hey, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Yes. It's going to be a fantastic. I am actually going to buy that instead of Pokemon this year. That's, what? Yes. Wow. I don't like Gen 4 that much. Ah, okay. So I'm going to get that instead of Pokemon, and wow. I'm pretty sure I'll be better for it. Wow, that's new. Yeah, I know. I'm usually the person who gets Pokemon on day one, but uh, not this year. I don't know, unless I get a, a big chunk of extra money. I don't know. Hmm. But for now, if I have to choose between those, Shin Megami Tensei is going to win. But yeah, y'all have options. The gaming market does not come out one game a year, and you just got to forget about the, all the other games. Play your backlog. Okay, especially if you're on PC, especially if you're on PC. I know you have a backlog at PC. I don't know lie you to do. me. Don't lie to me. You didn't buy like eight games at don't, the um, if, sale. If Steam is your primary uh, storefront, don't lie to me. You have a backlog. Work on it. Yep. You, you asshole. Do it. Pull <sighs> those old games you bought last year up. Seriously. Like, you bought it. Play it. Yep. What else you going to do with it? Just let it stay there on your computer? Just buy it. I promise. I promise promise it'll be fun you know it's gonna be fun you bought the game you should trust yourself trust your intuition <laughs> okay trust the past you 
Okay. But stop acting like these games. Yeah, a game you can start to die or something. It's recovering. We had yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. It's bad times for all involved. Okay. Okay. All right. I think that's it. I don't really have anything else. If you have any like final thoughts or something or announcement or anything. Um, let's see. Play one stuff in Eden. Um, hopefully there'll be a game I'll be reviewing soon. Woo! So there's that. And there's another game that Michael has put me up to. Woo! That we may be seeing. Who knows? <laughs> but hey, potential stuff down the pipeline. Yes. What about you? Are you reviewing anything? Or you got anything you're looking forward to? Um, hopefully the fan translation of Tales of Innocence art gets done soon. I think you should start talking about those more. Let people I kind of do that kind of dunk. I don't want the I don't want Dan to come down and like oh. smite them. Oh, you right. Kinda, that's why I haven't done like a whole big post about it. You are absolutely right. Like, I would, I'm pretty I would sure hate that for for Nanko to come out of their ivory tower and smite everybody. You fools! Those so are the right words. That's why I just like say, yeah, hey, I'll just talk about it a little bit and keep it keep it there. All right, so y'all heard it here first. It's a speak ease type of thing right now. Okay. <laughs> Be cool. All right, you're, you're cool. Yes. If you're listening to this, you're cool. If you want more information about a lot of that stuff, about those translations, <laughs> you can go to the Discord. What's the name of it? Let me look at it. It should be right on my Discord. That's why I really go to that often. Um, it is called Life Bottle Productions Discord. So, yeah, you'll keep up to date of any of those quote, quote, translations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take this rare moment to tell you to buy a full price $60 game and say buy Metroid Dread. It's fantastic. <laughs> Please support the Metroid series because, my God, does it need it. Yeah, it does. If all the Nintendo... Well, I won't say of all because a lot of the Nintendo IPs need more love too, but that one definitely does. Yes, and this is a game that is absolutely amazing. So play my Joy Dread and one step from Eden, and play your backlog. Yes, please relax. <laughs> and of course, while you're looking for things to play, I mean, why don't you take a second to look at our website, RushdownRadio.net? We such can a probably, good segue. It, hey. While you're looking for other stuff like that, you can have that tab open, you know, get some recommendations from us while looking at other news. Or you can listen to one of our older episodes on Spotify, Our Heart Radio, all those all those platforms. We're on everything. Yeah, just, it's kind of silly how many platforms we're on. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> but hey, just check us out. And um you're welcome. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all later. Hey, guys, no pressure here, but if you really want to make this the best holiday ever, ask her already. What's more romantic than a holiday proposal? Come to Shane Company to see our amazing selection of unique engagement rings, crafted to last forever. Our warranty is free for a lifetime, and it even covers the center stone. No matter your budget, we'll help you create the perfect ring. We also have rings already set with a center stone, ready to go. And let's talk about center stones. All of our diamonds are conflict-free and natural, handpicked for their beauty. And Tom Shane personally selects our rubies and sapphires in Bangkok. We have so many center stones to choose from. Plus, we're a direct importer, which means we pass the savings on to you. All right, guys, make it happen. Book a virtual or an in-store appointment with a non-commissioned jewelry consultant or just drop by the store. Check our website for hours. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business. Shane Company and Shaneco.com.
Yes, a strong new tune. Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Please be advised that this podcast is meant for educational and informational purposes only and is in no way a replacement for legal or medical advice. The opinions contained within are solely those of the interviewers and interviewees and should be received as so. Those seeking help or advice are encouraged to obtain professional legal and medical services.